0: I'm clearance, Southwest 8504. 45, 45, 45, 45. Welcome to Road RC. This is episode 23 titled, Mentoring. And that's nice. Do it the other direction now, <laughs> f- Wow. <laughs> this is Robert Monti and I have with me uh, Michael Shaggy Parker. What's up? Mike DiPaolo. You suck. Do it the other way.
1: Holy crap, he's here. <laughs> Holy crap. Who's this asshole?
0: <laughs> Dang. And uh, Rich Sowers.
2: Hey guys, what's up?
0: And uh, first bit of uh, first bit of work here is to officially welcome Rich Sowers as a host to the Teleroter Show.
2: Woo! Thanks, guys. I, I uh, I've been having a lot of fun, so it's it's good to uh, let everybody know we're going to do this. So I think everybody's <laughs> pretty much like guessed it already. But yep, yeah, I got a lot of questions at mode down about it, so. He hasn't crashed into us and made us all look bad yet, oh, so he can stay. Oh, oh! I'm old, so it'll happen.
0: Don't don't give it up too soon. That's the that's the last bar he has to hit before we officially allow him. As long as he doesn't as
2: long as he does it going the other way.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah.
2: I only do it off my left, so <laughs> do it off the right. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Rich, uh, tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Well, guys, I um I started flying. Most guys know the stories, but I started flying, damn, what, in the early 90s. Um, did a little bit of competing at Nats and Sportsman. Um, back then, I didn't have a lot of people to fly with, so it was a lot of learning on my own. And then um, I took a hiatus for about 15 years. Um, went and raced sailboats for a while with my kids while they were. They weren't into helicopters and that kind of thing. So I had two girls. And uh, then when they got into boys and cars and school and all that crap, um, outgrew my sailing or going to sailing with dad, Uh, got back into helicopters. And and that was, what, about five years ago now, six years ago, I guess. Um, Got back in, and I've got um, mostly synergy stuff. And uh, I've got a Proto, so I, you guys have heard me talk about that. And I've got, crap, I have to look back at my wall. I do have a Goblin 570 up there, and I've got a Synergy 516 and a couple of E5s. I've got a, I got one E5 stretched to a, a 626. i got an N7 Gasser. Um, there's, uh, what else is up there? I've got an N5C that I like to, you know, for, as a Nitro. Let's see, I well, Ah, where was I going with that shit? Um Model,
0: keep it to the models you fly. Keep it to the models you
2: fly. <laughs> the models that I fly? <laughs> or the ones you crash. Oh. <laughs> All of them. <laughs>
0: ain't um, worth owning if I ain't crashing it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, for what, the last year you and I have been talking about doing competition and yep. getting started back up with that stuff. And um I had decided this year I'm definitely going to make a run at nats so that's my goal and uh, we'll be talking about it I'm sure quite a bit you know the the uh the idea of getting there and how I get there um on the podcast this year so um I think that'll be a fun goal and will definitely advance my skills we've got I fly um at a small field in Fayetteville North Carolina and it's day well it's Davis Bridge um And, uh, it's a, you know, good group of mostly plankers. There's only two of us helicopter pilots out there right now. Me and, and Pudu. And a lot of you guys know Pudu already. Um, I like flying with him. He pushes me quite a bit. You need to drag him in E3N. I mean, he's perfect for that. I'm working on it. I am working on it. He would do good. Um, Just
1: polishing up those maneuvers. He's already got the basics down.
2: Oh yeah. He'd be able to do it. No problem. And, um, you know, with just knowing what the maneuvers are and he's so focused on maneuvers that, uh. I think he'd be really good at it. So I'm trying. We'll have to, you guys will help me work on him and we'll get him there maybe. Um, But other than that, um, I said I'm out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I typically hit all of the events from, what, Virginia down to Florida, um, anything in between. Um, So most of you guys know me from most of the fun flies around. I met most of them. Um, I think I've missed one this season so far. Uh, of course, we'll be at Extravaganza this weekend. And then um, we've got, what, three more all this month. So it's a, it's a busy, heli month.
0: It is a real busy, heli month.
2: <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, for the last few weeks, we've been having a lot of fun in the last couple of months actually playing with the podcast. And, um, you know, we am having a lot of fun with this, guys. I appreciate you inviting me on and uh, making me a member. It's going to be a lot of fun. That oh, heck yeah. It you, is. You add a lot to the show. Well, I appreciate that. I hope I add a lot more and, uh, you know, help the listeners a little bit. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm excited about the prospect of everything.
0: So, uh, in continuing along, uh, what we did since last episode, Rich, why don't you continue it
2: along? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> you all know we – um. We had this little tiny, you know, fun fly to go to a couple of, well, last weekend, actually, wasn't it? No, weekend before. Weekend yep. before. Yeah, weekend before. And uh, went to the modown, Of course, had to get a few things ready to go. I did get my N5C that I crashed right before the modown Smash. Back in the air at the modown, And then proceeded to turn around this weekend to get a little auto practice for the auto contest this weekend and then proceeded to crash. Smash. Again. And actually, you know what? It wasn't really a smash. It was more of a pancake. Yeah, I kind of, when shit goes bad at, you know, like 70 feet and you don't bail, it's only going to get freaking worse. Hey, guys,
0: uh, I'm going to go out here and make some flapjacks. Anyone want some?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that was the N5C. So that gear, yeah. It was just a loss of gear, though, and I burned up a servo from it. I guess it bound up the elevator servo when it was laying on the ground. Oh, so it wasn't the rudder. I thought it was the rudder. Yeah, it was elevator, and this it was rudder before. Oh, okay. I lost the Rudder servo in that first crash before mode. So I thought it was the same servo
1: then, or the same. You know, no, those uh-uh. two tail servos. Like that's that's not the servos causing that. That's weird. But okay,
2: I see now. No, yeah, no, it was it was rudder first, and then it was it was elevator this time. Oh. And, uh, I think it was just because it was laying on its side where the blades were sitting. I mean I didn't lose blades, didn't crack anything, didn't didn't even do anything to the canopy. I mean it's helicopters perfectly fine except for the gear and the servo. It didn't strip the servo, but the motor it doesn't move you It know, burned it, it move up at all. So it burned it mm. up. Weird. Yeah. I think I'm in servo hell right this second. But other than the deal we found on the uh expert uh r 2s that we got. Well, so, no, you got. I, I missed mean, out. That I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I waited too long, and and whoops. Yeah, um, we found them for eighty six bucks a piece, brand new, and that's a, that's a. Step.
1: Yeah, not sure if they're clearance or It says clearance, but I'm not sure if they're you know getting rid of them or you know or they're just clearing their shelves out and making room for new ones. But yeah, I mean, hmm.
0: that was coming. That was coming from who?
2: Empire. Uh, I'll tell you, that they have some good deals on some stuff right now if you're looking for Gowie stuff. Dude, there's a uh, Gowie X7 uh, basic kit
1: with a Scorpion motor for
2: $450. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, they're really blowing stuff out.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of 50% um, off on on kits and stuff. I mean, the R5 is, 7, 70, is 750 It's normally a $1,300 kit. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it,
0: it's...
1: I don't know it um, it looks bad I hope not uh, aliRC is also um, it's basically linked with uh, it's a separate separate web and separate hobby store but it's linked with uh, Empire and the same same web page layout and everything uh, that's also they, they have the same exact sales um, what's funny is you order from AliRC uh, you get free shipping if your orders over a hundred dollars where on Empire you got to pay shipping
0: it doesn't sound like what we did since last episode. It sounds like you're doing news right now, Shaggy.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> well, sorry, didn't mean to get him going in another direction. But the um, what was I saying? The oh, so got got a set of those coming. But you know, we, we did the mo down, and um, I think I'll let you guys go into that a little deeper. Had a blast. You know, met some guys I'd never met before. Of course, the regulars were all there. Um, they had a good crowd this year that wasn't, you know, um, I don't know, just seemed a little um, laid back, a little more laid back this year than last year. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but um
0: yeah, I, I think I, we'll we'll talk a bit more about it in the, in a moment,
2: yeah, but I really yeah. had a good time with it. and then um, of course, you know, got back and then this weekend, I was flat out determined to get out and practice autos because I just haven't practiced enough to before the contest at the extravaganza. Cause yes, I went into that damn thing. So now I'm going to make flapjacks, tumble a helicopter down the line. But you know what? Our field is, is although it's not a bad field, it's too rough for doing sliding autos. It's, it's too easy to catch a skid. We got too many holes and divots and it's not nearly like RCHO, but it's bad enough. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, the ground is so dry right now and all the grass trimming and crap from all the mowing and stuff that it's just, um, the field's really nasty right this minute. And, uh, you should have seen Pudu was doing some really low to the ground stuff yesterday and his helicopter was just covered in grass and muck and mud. I'd never seen a helicopter that dirty. Um, and I didn't, I didn't find wasn't too bad considering Hell, mine the one in the dirt was even cleaner than his was, but the, um, it didn't let us or I say it, it didn't, it wasn't a good opportunity to practice sliding autos, but what I was able to do was uh, put down a couple of cones and practice getting to that line, um, where we're, mm. we'll have to start the sliding autos from. So, and for me, that was a pretty good challenge. So, um, started out on the N five C and did a couple of tanks worth of autos with that. Well, I should say a tank and a half cause it was about a half, half, halfway through the second tank that I decided to, uh, I don't know what the hell I did. I did something really high. I mean, I started really high. I had plenty of time to bail out and I didn't. I kept trying to get some head speed back and save it right to watching it till it pancaked into the field. Um, hmm. Like I said, not a lot of damage because it didn't have any really, it really fell about five or six feet is what it, you know what I mean? And so it just pancaked in. Hmm. But uh, it wasn't bad. And then, uh, but I had the gasser out and I haven't autoed that much. And that's an N7 gasser. And, um, man, we we put two tanks through that and, of autos. And that's a lot of damn autos. Um, but, yeah. You know, it was a lot of fun. And I tell you what, that's the one I'm going to use this weekend. Um, oh. Autos the... so much better than the N5C.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing is uh, you're running 690s or 710s on it? No, 715s. 715s are not rails?
2: No, they're not rails. They're okay. um, cyclones on that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. S- I still have a couple of pairs of cyclones, and yeah uh,
0: we talked about we talked about it in previous episodes, but yeah, the, the gasser with all its weight, it can be a really awesome model um, to do autos with
2: Yeah, I just weighed mine today. Dry, it's only twelve eight um, <laughs> only only <laughs> Hey, that's lighter <laughs> than my protos. Uh, uh, dry. yeah, dry. But it could be lighter because I've still got the uh, pull start on it, and I've got heavier servos on it. Um, it could I could lighten it up a little bit, but um, I wouldn't. It is it is what it is. It is what it is.
0: No, that's that's one of the things that gives Raja so much energy at the bottom of the autos is because he has so much potential when he gets down to the bottom. He turns when he does the auto, it turns the potential into um. Oh, what was the word kinetic kinetic energy and then so he's got all that energy left at the bottom of the auto so he can hover the model around and place it exactly where he wants it
2: yeah i was surprised at how long it sat there Uh, yeah even when i screwed up it was like yeah damn i got plenty of time here
0: yeah Um, yeah yeah
2: matter of fact i was having trouble getting it on the ground before the line just because of that reason Mm -hmm. i was having to start it farther out and um, i think you know once we practice friday um because you're gonna do the class on friday right
0: yeah class is friday and then i think the extra competition saturday
2: yeah so we'll we'll practice the sliding part of it but um i think i think it was it was good practice it was good time and it wasn't too much damage and the the uh gasser totally survived so um you know it is what it is but it was a good time and i think that brings us up to now so um Guess okay, so who, who wants to go next?
0: I think depolo
2: DiPaolo?
3: So, I got to talk
0: about bullshit now? Okay. What uh, <laughs> you done since the last recording, which should be like four recordings now. Four
3: months? No, that's nothing important. <laughs> <laughs> is, there is nothing important. You're out of a camper. Yeah, well, I guess that's important-ish.
1: Freaking helped you move all freaking Friday night.
3: Yeah, you did. <laughs> you got dinner I out did. of it. And it was good. <laughs> Sat there all grumpy though because I was tired. so tired,
0: dude. You just look butthurt the whole time. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't ask me because I could probably use the exercise.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think you want the exercise. Oh, that's true, Monty. I, I don't know. I didn't
3: think to ask Monty. No, we can just go on the list. Uh, Nitro engine blew out a bearing. That sucked. That was kind of cool. Got to replace it. It covered itself in goo. The bearings not even messed up. The shield just decided to piece out. So that kind of lame. Uh, E5 got flown, bought a Revo Joe Reyes has my old one Mitch and Zando broke Joe's that kind of sucked, went and bought new ones the next day then Travis broke the drive shafts stupid cars, right? (laughs) Uh, let's see two people have microglows for beta testing I'm actually sitting here writing a bunch of code for more stuff people keep nagging me for a DiPaolo buffer system thing whatever the hell that's supposed to be
0: yeah, we call it a Monty.
3: So we should just call it the full Monty?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would.
0: We should just call it the full Monty. <laughs> the best buffer I know for a DePaulo is a Monty. <laughs> just
2: I, just <laughs> I just call
1: I
3: just want to call it the full Monty
0: now.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, when am I going to get a Uglow?
3: I don't know. When you fly Nitro again.
1: I've been flying nitro. It's not my nitro. Uh, But I've I've been working on my nitro. Been switching it over. it doesn't count. Well, it's about to start (laughs) firing up soon. Breaking in the engine. Soon. I need one. TM. Even even Frank is flying more nitro than you. That's why he's got
3: one. And the other person is uh, Dan. Yeah, Bernane. I know. Because he flies nothing but nitro. He like lives on nitro. So it it, kind of made sense. That's a good choice.
0: You should have him put it on a fly bar so you could put advertising in, even test it on a fly bar.
3: I mean, maybe (laughs) he put it on a fly bar. I don't know. Uh, I'm joking. Oh, yeah, that's it. It it In terms of things that I consider
0: important anyway.
1: And you moved. And you got internet. And a good mic.
0: Okay. I guess I'll go. Ah, shit. (laughs) Uh, I didn't fly last weekend. I did do some flying deer mow down, so I'm now at 128 flights on my Diablo. Um, I got parts on order so I can get my second canopy going, because I'm going to have to run a different canopy to fit the skid shims that I have someone uh, who someone has printed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I have more battery tray stuff on order so I can get my battery trays together for the Diablo. So I'll stop switching batteries onto a single tray and just have them all trade and just run them in, uh, past that. I mean, the biggest thing I've been doing has not much to do with helis, but, uh, it's, uh, I've been starting uh, weight loss. So, uh, I've been going to the gym almost every day and I'm down 12 pounds now. So oh, that's
2: great, man. Yeah. Thanks. I need to follow your, uh, lead.
0: Yeah, I got a crazy scale. Uh, this is, Right till today, the wife bought a thing of cookies, and she said, you can't just have one. It's like, why? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> that's called enabling. I know. I'm going to have to. Well, I, I think she's getting it back because she goes to the gym with me, and I keep forcing her to go. Ah. Uh-huh. Speaking of which, I going to text her now and tell her, yeah, good job. I've ate three of them things now. Uh, get your gym clothes on. We're going. <laughs> Midnight.
2: We're on. A- <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Call the babysitter, honey. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I got a crazy scale yesterday. One of those ones that's got the little metal pads that read, um, you know, do your uh, BMI and all sorts of other things. So I found out some, you know, fun and not so fun stats about myself and mm. how fat I really am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Does percentage of body fat and stuff?
0: Yeah, it even uh, goes down to give your uh, even gives your metabolic rate or your know your metabolic age. <laughs> so it says I'm, I've got the metabolism of a 43 year old but I'm 40 this sucks
2: um, uh, I wouldn't even get on that sucker because it'd say I'm like 90
0: uh you know uh, a bunch of my family I've created I created a, a profiles form real quick on my phone and they all jumped on the scale and it it, uh, it ranges the it ranges the gamut even my uh, my mother-in-law jumped up on there and uh, yeah it was it was interesting
2: <laughs> which one did you get
0: uh, whatever one Amazon's rec- uh, given a deal on right now. It's oh, like gotcha. twenty six dollars with
2: a three dollar off coupon. So you didn't get one um, that works with your your uh, iPhone or your iWatch or any of that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, uh, it, it?
0: feeds it feeds all the data right into uh, right into the Apple Health app. Oh, so. that's cool. Yeah, because it even it even electronically figured out my height. Goddamn thing told me I'm shorter than I really am.
2: <laughs> I've been looking at the Fitbit one, but I haven't haven't.
0: How dare it tell me I'm a quarter inch shorter than I say I am.
2: You're getting older, that means you're getting shorter. You know that.
0: You shut your dirty mouth.
2: Just say it. Just saying. Don't know anything about it.
0: Yeah. But um, no, that's been the big one. Um Yeah I did go to Bowdown. Big thing is uh folks probably saw my son out there some and then uh you know, it was a great event. We'll get into that in a moment though. Um I'm looking forward to extravaganza Got to teach in this auto clinic. Um,
2: yeah, I'm looking forward to it too.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, it, uh, I'm. I'm still debating my strategy. I'm kind of waiting to see what the pilots are doing. But I have. I have a basic strategy laid out on the guys, and past that, it's gonna be. It's gonna be probably a, a bit of what we're talking about in this episode of. Um, you know how do you how do you how do you how do you do this? How do you mentor them? Mm-hmm. But I think we'll get to that a bit later. So, how about that, Shaggy? Your turn. Jaggy, And he's dead.
1: <laughs> Microphone was off. Kind of helps turn it on. All right, ready for two hours of of this stuff?
2: No, I'm here to reel your ass in.
1: Shit. Well, first up, I'll start with today and then go backwards. So, today at work, I was listening to Freefall, and apparently uh, Dennis Delisle uh, commented on uh, regarding our show but somehow it went to free falls show on Podbean. so i don't know how that worked but anyway he he was basically asking a question to me about the gary r5 uh uh he was asking basically what my setup is going to be on it and well i will say that i did order all the rest of the parts i have a new fuselage for it uh as far as like electronics goes I'm going to be running the R2, uh, cyclics and R2 tail or R2 T tail servo. Uh, I'm going to most likely put a CGY 750, but again, I just bought it an axon, uh, Bavarian DM axon. So I may even get that a shot, but between those two gyros, I'll probably put in there, uh, most likely a Hobbywing 130 amp HV and most likely a scorpion 45, 25, 520, uh, blades, whatever works. I really don't have a preference on blades yet. Whatever's in my 600 blade bag, but most likely 600s. So, um, been slowly, uh, slowly kind of swapping things to Fataba now. Uh, Fireball is finally being swapped over. My Nitro, I'm getting a model memory set up in my radio, but I haven't swapped it over yet because as long as I've had this model, I've never touched anything. So, as far as like the program setup, and like the governor and how to set that up, I have no freaking clue. So I gotta learn. I gotta learn nitro again. <laughs> uh kind of fun because the gov. I uh, watched some tutorial videos on it, and actually it looks very cool. I didn't know you can actually turn it on and off with a switch. Um, I don't know if I mentioned in the last show, but I traded an E7SE airframe for a plane. Flew the plane, first flight, landed. The landing gears broke off. Like, what the hell? I glued that back together with 4070 Loctite. And I fly it around for a little while. Everything's good. Plane does not react the way I would like to see it. It was a good flying plane. It was a uh, uh, Precision Aerobatics uh, Diction XL. Great plane. Not for me. So I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> I sold it and did a partial trade for photo receivers. Mm. Um, so those photo receivers are going to go in some other aircrafts. And I'm also working on the turbine. I'm getting the jet going. I need I need help from Mike and maybe Casey on the like motor setup and everything. But I'm getting all the
3: Motor setup's easy, mate.
1: Well then show me. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't meet you at the field anymore. Damn it.
2: <laughs> well you can still meet at the field. Yeah,
1: but it's not like it's not like <laughs> it's a guarantee he's gonna be there. Before uh, I can just show up and I know he's going to be there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually starting to get the, I, I'm actually, so I know I'm talking a lot about planes right now, but all in all, I'm working with the Fataba radio and I'm binding, I'm linking, I can't say bind anymore. I'm linking the receivers to the radio and I'm, I'm just, I'm understanding it. And I'm like, I'm doing the basic setup and I'm getting all excited because it's like, I know what I'm doing now. It's like, I'm finally understanding Fataba. And it's like amazing because Fataba is not an easy system to really understand everything. And I don't understand everything at all, but it's uh, it's making sense to me. Uh, and same goes with the CGY. I was messing with the logo. Uh, again, we'll talk about it's more of the spring th- or modown Down type talk, but talking with Ben and, and Ben Minor and Rob, they are really been helping me a lot. And thank you guys so much. Uh, but I'm starting to understand what to do, and it's just I'm getting all excited because like I know how to do shit. Oh yeah, basically one last thing. Um, kind of like what Rich was talking about about uh uh that Sale Empire was having with the R2 servos. I missed I missed out on mine. I was like, should I buy it? No, I don't need them. But I, it'd be good to have a spare. But I don't need them. So I I, I was like debating about. It. I was like, yeah, pull the trigger. Up, oh, they're sold. Shit. <laughs> so whoops but they had some uh they had some a2s uh which are the plane versions of the expert servos and uh, i ordered six of those for one of my big gassers because i've been wanting to convert those for a while so uh, i'm excited to try those out and have full hv set up on the um, big planes and or at least one of the big planes and have faster servos so that's exciting so at least i got something yeah that'd be cool the only thing i have left is basically down so let's go i have a lot of mode shit
0: yeah i wrote a few things here so we uh changed it around a bit and uh, so rc heli news and heli event coverage kind of put into one section yep there
1: is
2: some news Uh, (laughs) i don't know about a whole lot of news this week anyway
0: uh you know i finished listening up to the uh heli heads guys and they found some they found some news so uh the thing is is we don't publish nearly as often so we we talked before about it that it really isn't worth it because we're not very timely yeah i agree with on you. news yeah but uh so some overview things uh i think all of us yeah we said we had fun um the event broke a record for registered pilots, hit 107. I think previous previous uh, records for that event is usually around 75 to 80. Um, Modown's always been known as a more laid back event at the Fredericksburg RC uh, Club.
1: It was a really good turnout. F- debate how m- low the pro pilot count was.
0: Um, agree. I think I think that's when it's more fun, man. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think. That- I think.
1: I mean not to say the pro pilots aren't fun. No, they are. It's just with usually they bring a lot of people with them or you know a lot of people want to be there because they're going out but people just came out just to have fun. They didn't care who was there.
0: Hey, I, w- yeah. I would debate on a lot of people. Um it is it is a deciding factor for some. I would still say the event though still had some really great guys who who came from far far away. Yeah. Um you know guys attending from California and Florida and you know uh, I think I was picking this to a guy coming from Maine so oh, that's cool. guys are guys are learning about the event and they're they're making their way down um, as everyone's probably seen from videos that uh, videos that Rich put up and also that um, Shaggy put up the uh, the Kraken Nitro that Scott Graham custom made frames for that uh, made its debut
2: El presidente that thing was freaking awesome. Oh yeah. yes, dude.
0: I think it was just more awesome that, that Scott went through and in custom made frames, reused reused parts from the whole Goblin lineup, and then it was just every flight that thing went out, it was in it was in pain. <laughs> oh,
1: it was in pain. I mean, all three sets of frames it went through. Yeah, yeah. One set of carbons and two aluminums.
2: He, but he was letting. And you got to give it to Scott. I mean, he was letting anybody fly it who really wanted to fly it. Um, as long as it wasn't crashed.
1: Uh, he chose the wrong people to fly it first.
0: <laughs> mm, they were just quicker to get there than you were.
2: Yeah, they were They were trying to get a video up really quick before somebody else did it.
0: I feel bad
1: for Josh. I'm sorry that my, I had to take my mother to the hospital for surgery. So
0: Don't make us feel guilty about your mother. <laughs> Don't bring that on me. I just
1: feel bad for
3: Goudreau because him and I were sitting there after he crashed it. And Scott comes up he's like, dude, I, just, I got joshed. <laughs> 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 oh, so him, he's like, no, man, no. Oh, man. No, I, I, that can't be a new thing.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: man. Wow, poor Josh. <laughs> he is having shitty luck. Hey, at least he was doing 10 second mm. passes with his Honda. That man makes fart cans look good.
0: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Make him go fast. But, the dude,
1: that, that Kraken you like, Scott told me about that months ago. And I was like, okay, you know, that, that, that's cool, you know, cause he, he saw the picture that I put up after the Kraken was released of, like, you know, SAB's new product line. And I, you know, question mark and I photo edited and drew a pipe <laughs> on, on, on the, on one of the stock pictures of the Kraken. And, uh, you know, so Scott messaged me, like, almost immediately and says, don't tell anyone, but it's gonna be a thing. He showed me some CAD files, like, ooh, that's cool.
2: Dang.
1: And then, and then weeks ago, before the Mowdown, down, he sent me pictures and videos. I'm thinking, oh, dude, you actually finished it? He's like, hell yeah, I did. He's like, you can fly it at the Mow down? <laughs> I was like, I can. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you know, the other thing is uh, Mitch Morosa. He, uh, he visited us, which is uh, great to always see. him. And he brought out his uh, new miniature aircraft, Whiplash 730E. He put in some great flights. Put in some great flights. Uh, unfortunately, he smashed it. He put on great
1: flights <laughs> and put it in.
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he smashed it. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great to see uh, a model that a lot of folks had kind of written off. Uh, picked up, and you know, uh, uh, Joseph and Judith have done a great job with the company, and that model is holding up. You know, that model is taking a beating for Mitch, and uh, he's still doing the maneuvers. We all, you know, we all love to see Mitch do. So and, uh, that says that says quite a bit. Um, but also in in fairness, you know, Bobby and the guys used to put the whiplash through some pain as well. <laughs> Um, so that was good to see. Uh Ben Storick also visited. He did some great flights as well. So it was great to see him flying and smiling. Um you know, I think a big point that kinda is behind a lot of it or for us locals, we know it more than a lot of folks visiting, but the event had less drama, which was uh, really nice. Um just a lot less drama, you know. After hours or, you know, after dinner or during the days, it was just, it was a good event. So, yeah, uh, I took Thursday and Friday off work and, uh, Thursday I got in some flying at MoDown, enjoyed myself. Uh, Friday I got absolutely no flying. Um, None. Helped some guys out, taught some guys some more info about the CGY 760. So, uh, uh, so those guys should be able to teach others. <laughs> So I, I, uh, I did quite a bit of info on that. And Saturday, um, you know, uh, my son joined me on Saturday afternoon and um, uh, he went out and he was playing around. And uh, I think I got some flying in on Saturday. I don't remember. It would be one or two flights. But then you know, once uh, once uh, everyone cleared out Sunday, I got, uh, I think I had about six flights in on Sunday and uh, did some blade testing, uh, you know, played around with some vtx blades uh 717s and um yeah played around with some vtx blades what else did i play with that was really it i was interesting thing on the vtx blades is uh you know in the three categories i usually look at blades because of you know the f3c competition is how do they hover how do they do aerobatics and how do they do autos and it was interesting. Those blades seem to give up how they hover and how they auto and take it all to aerobatics. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, you know, they 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 uh, and the aerobatics remind me a lot of the uh, spin blades. Uh, they don't they don't bog the head down and um, they just continuously flip and flip and flip and flip. So it was. Uh, and yeah, I did aerobatics really well. Um, Big Difference between the 697s and the 717s, though, that was for sure. Mm. Um, my heli's 10 and three quarter pound, and yeah, I much prefer the 717s. Yeah, they're a lot if, floatier. If that was uh, a little floatier, yeah. Just I think it fits my style more. Um, I'm still not flying them in the RPM. Well, I fly them in the RPM range, the bottom end of the RPM range that they're liking. But uh, most everything else is outside their 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 sweet spot for RPMs. Um, that's been written about in Helifreak. Uh, Pass that. I just I was just happy to see the event. You know, so many people had came in, had a great time. There's a lot less drama. So um, you know, I kind of said it before, and you know, I'll say it again. Just because a heli event's going on doesn't mean someone needs to have fun at someone else's expense. You know, it's. Uh, we all gonna go out there and, you know, have a good time. But uh whoever else wants to talk about Modell, go for it.
1: Kraken Nitro <laughs> That's all I can say
2: right now. Dude, your night flight on the Kraken was awesome. It was
1: it was damn long enough for me to finally fly that damn thing. <laughs> he was saying that I could fly first flight of the event. I was like, oh I'm not gonna do that. He's like, Oh yeah, sure. I like the last flight I was literally the second to last flight of that helicopter.
2: Before it crashed. Again. Nah, but yeah, well, before he broke the frame, wasn't it? <laughs> Again. The last set.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kraken Nitro is fun. Of course, I never flown... Well, so... It really all started, um, Friday night. No. Shit. Started sooner than that. Thursday. It all started, like, Thursday. Where Scott finally showed up to the field. And, uh... I he got there early that morning and I finally saw it in person. I was like, yes. And the funny thing is, he had his like no one knew, no one knows about it at all at this point. So like he has his you know his, um, forerunner door open, the back of the door open, and some people like like Joe Reyes came by and and was like, oh cool, the white one, that's awesome, you know, because he had a white one with there. So he's got two kraken, uh, krakens, uh, both have a pipe. Because he made another frame for um, Paul, I cannot I can't pronounce his last name, but it's another Amy pilot, and uh, and then the white one is there. So you know, like like for example, Joe Reyes came by. He's like, oh wow, look at that! You know, the white one's in person. It's so cool and completely oblivious of of there's two Krakens with pipes on it. And Scott was like, <laughs> you notice anything else? Like, yeah, that white one's pretty sweet. He's like anything else? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> is that glued on or is that actually an engine nope it's it it, it's an engine in there it was just funny to see certain people would walk by and they'll immediately see the white one they don't even freaking know that there's a pipe on the other one um so that was kind of the start of it no one knows about it but then you know like they're getting ready to fly and then i get the call from uh from my mom i had to go pick her up from the hospital because she had to go in for a procedure that wednesday so Thursday, I had to go all the way to Richmond to, uh, to pick her up. So, and that basically, yeah, that took the rest of the day. I wasn't able to go back to the field at all that day. But uh so, in between picking her up, I get a message that from Scott saying it's dead, <laughs> and, and and that's all I say. I'm thinking, and, and my heart sank. I'm like, you've got to be flipping kidding me. The event hasn't even started. <laughs> so I message him. It's like, what do you mean? what did you do he said i didn't do it josh did (laughs) (laughs) no and then
2: of course i see the video from rich yeah that was that was sad cool but oh yeah and uh um because i know they did the one you know i think who was it that did the first flight out on the front from the front field um who did Scott build the other one for? Paul. I I, I can't remember his last name. I can't pronounce it. So he did a killer flight with one on the front flight line first. Andrelli. Andrelli. There you go. And then, you know, he came back and everybody had been, you know, shooting videos and taking pictures. And um, I was like, dude, you might want to get this up if you're going to, you know, otherwise people, other people are going to get it up first. And yeah. And so they went out to the back line to shoot a video specifically, you know, do a live Yep. Um, a live FaceTime, not FaceTime, but a live, um, Facebook feed of the flight. And, um, so Scott was recording it and, um, you know, they're just, they're doing a double flight. It was awesome. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching one helicopter. I was a boob, boob- tumbled right in front of me and I was like, Oh shit. Um, but winter video and, uh, it was, it was, it was freaking awesome too. Yeah.
1: Yeah and um uh, so basically the uh prototype frames the carbon frames were demolished uh unfortunately uh because I was going to say like well Shannon's there Shannon has parts well, he doesn't have those parts
2: yeah it was the it was the actual yep. frames that took the beating and it was the very first ones indeed out of carbon yep. so they were a thinner carbon Two and mil. they they were literally the prototype so they were Yep. Um, it pulled the whole top of the motor, you know, the, or not the motor, but the entire top of the, transmission you know, plate. Transmission came off, just because he didn't have it as as beefy as he had the second set that he did. Um.
1: Yeah, and so, um, but then he says, "Don't worry, I've got the aluminum ones." Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so he still has because <laughs> he originally made them out of aluminum. That was the very first prototype frames, and because right. it's a lot easier to make them out of aluminum than carbon. And. Right. uh so, he puts them on the aluminum, and then Saturday, I have all Saturday, you know, my dad's taking care of my mom at home, so I, I know she's good, uh, though I I regularly checked on, um, just like, you need me to come home? You know, I, I, I can, not really want to, but I can if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, I was there all day Saturday, and uh, just kind of waiting, just looking at it, like, I will fly you. <laughs> and, and then people were flying, and I'm like, cringy, like, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash. And then... uh. Apparently, he flew it that night before Friday night and did a really hard auto and uh, bounced it really hard. Well, nothing to be said after that. And uh, so he, he's uh, he's letting people fly it. And then he let Caleb fly it. And I know Caleb is not going to... I know Caleb's going to fly it. You know, he's not going to push it. You know, he's not going you know, to push it too hard. It's not his model. I, I, I know the way Caleb flies. So he Caleb did an amazing flight with that in a beautiful, nice um, auto uh, inverted auto and landed it nice and smooth. And uh, mm-hmm. they bring it back to the bench and 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 uh, Shannon looked, I was like, is that cracked? And there's a big old crack right in the car, right in the, uh, uh, where the boom bolts onto. Uh, on the aluminum frame. Not a bend, but an actual crack. And he's like, Scott's like, well, shit. And I'm thinking, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Scott was like, you know, that could have been the auto I had last night. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, he's like, but don't worry, I got a second sp- spare. He's like, you have two car, you have two aluminum frames, and he's blowing me out of the water. It's like, man, he's he's got all these saves. It's like, but that's the last set. So he pl- replace one side, all good to go, and then Caleb just happens to walk by the model. He's like, is that a crack on the other side? No. Sure enough, same thing. And yeah. basically, uh, Scott was able to replace that, but it was like, you know, Scott was really busy. He was basically, you know, not really working, but he was helping a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And so that, you know, and he kept on saying, he was like, make sure I fix this. Like, dude, just give me a screwdriver. I'll start working on it. It's like, I'll, I'll take care of it. Six volts. <laughs> uh, but he finally got it together and it was, uh, you know, Saturday night and he's like, here's your radio. Like, oh, budge, here we go. <laughs> first things first, it was a V control. I was like, shit, can't be seen flying with this. But no, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, funny thing is I never flown a, ni- a 700 nitro ever And Friday night, Jay let me fly his, uh, his, um, T-Rex 600, sorry, T-Rex 700 Nitro with a Tim Jones special in it. And uh, that was probably the worst, first ever 700 Nitro to ever fly because it's basically a Nitro on steroids. There is no bogging with that engine. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it, it was the, a cheating way of flying a Nitro. So when I, when I actually flew Scott's, it was like, all right, power ball. I was like, okay, no, now we don't have it. <laughs> 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 Gotta be a little easy with it. Uh, but I will say flying, uh, Jay's, uh, 700 nitro, uh, TRX 700 nitro t- two times and then the Kraken once, the Kraken, both V bars, both set up very similar, just two different models. The Kraken felt way more, um, what's, what's the, it had more agility to it. And their setup is very similar. So I don't, I I don't know. It it felt lighter and it felt, it felt more crisp. And uh, so I I actually really liked the way the Kraken Nitro flew. Um, Now, of course, I have no idea what a Kraken flies because I never flew that. I flew that Sunday. Uh, Jay let me fly his. So now I know I have the best of both worlds. I will say overall, the Kraken is a good flying model. They did a good job with that helicopter. And, uh, damn it, I want one.
2: The nitro or the electric?
1: Well, electric and then go with nitro. Scott's not making it better. He's saying he's he's saying like I'll give you this, 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 and you know, they make it nitro. Like, you suck. All I gotta do is buy a thousand dollar airframe. No. I can't do that because then I gotta buy (laughs) servers. Then I gotta buy receiver. Then I gotta buy a gyro. Then I gotta buy an engine and then a pipe. Shut up and do it. Yep. That's like two grand, dude. It's just money. It's just money, yeah. I'll just take it out of my savings. (laughs) I don't need no savings. I need a helicopter. Oh, with the price of fuel?
0: Now you get it. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay.
1: Who cares about looking towards the future? I need to look towards nitro.
0: Nitro is the future.
1: Not at 40 bucks a gallon.
0: Yeah, silly Americans are affording gas at $2 a gallon.
1: Bitches. Look what I got to pay for. So, yeah, Kraken Nitro survived, surprisingly, the whole event. Well, no, it didn't, actually, because after my flight, uh, he let someone else fly it, another A-Main pilot, and they smashed the shit out of it in an auto. Uh, didn't crash, but broke the frames.
0: I think that's kind of the definition of well, a crash. It, it
1: did, well, so it didn't crash. It didn't, like, you know, it just was a a very hard auto but it cracked the same spot where the other ones did on the frame so it was it was done um I mean you could have flown it I mean but why risk it
2: yeah, I wonder if it was the the auto or vibration that, that
1: Probably both it, it. it probably is vibration yeah. but the auto just didn't help the force in the auto probably just fractured it
2: yeah.
1: um overall uh
2: Scott Graham is a mad genius yeah the way he put that together was awesome the mix of parts. Oh yeah, he had to make very few parts to make that. No, work. Th- that's the
1: thing. He took literally everything from the Black Nitro and kind of c- combined it and just made frames. That's yeah. all he made was. That's all he had to c- customize was frames.
2: Yeah, and people were talking about the CG, and he was saying the CG was right. Did you on. see
1: the picture? Uh, he sent me this picture of yeah of it literally balancing on the main shaft.
2: Yeah, like he has that head off off the helicopter,
1: balancing on a ten millimeter or is it twelve? I can't remember what it what the Kraken used. I think it's twelve millimeter main shaft
2: yeah i've never seen anybody do it quite that way no but. like you know it's
1: p- spot on
2: yeah
1: so yeah it, it's the CG. is like you know because people were asked like how's the cg here's the picture damn yeah. <laughs>
2: that's what he did to me he was like how's the cg he goes here look yeah was like, cg is,
1: is is spot on he did a good job on that model and uh i wouldn't be surprised in the next month or two they see a um a you know a release picture from SAB saying it'll be available in December.
2: <laughs> well, see. I know that um, Kyle and uh, you know BK was getting calls about whether or not where when it was going to be available. From what Scott was telling me,
0: doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So
2: yeah. So it it was uh
1: it was a really cool experience uh to fly that model and. <laughs> so the whole time during that flight, it's like I told Scott, like I'm gonna take it easy, man, because this is uh this is a one of a kind aircraft, and uh I I, I don't want to smash. I don't care. Lower! Literally, <laughs> he was yelling at me. He says, if you don't put it in, I will. He's awesome. He he was. Oh man, he's he's a trip. I mean, that guy is 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 funny as hell. So make sure when you get your voucher from AMA, vote Scott Graham 2020. El Presidente uh no he he's he's a he's a trip so
2: so anybody else got anything on down yes
1: okay keep going so uh i mean how uh, mike so did you what did you do during modown did you hang out in a camper all freaking day
3: uh no i flew things sir
1: you flew what things that i own so what, what kind of flying did you do uh rich with the uh what kind of models did you fly
2: Oh, really, the only one I flew at the event was the N5C, I think. Really, you didn't fly a um, gasser? I, th- I, saw I saw you had it out. I had it out, but I never flew it. I was going to get um, some help uh, with a fly barless on it, but I never got to it. Um, it's got a little head bobble in fast-forward flight. But you know what's funny is I didn't have that problem yesterday. Hmm. So I don't know what, what it what it was or if it's going to come back. But um,
0: I wasn't... Oh, wait a minute. You... Hmm? Temperature, yep. temperature. You said the links were loose yesterday, right?
2: Yeah, they they were they felt loose.
0: How tight were they when they were at bow down or the? Or how tight were they the last time you flew it
2: when it I, had bobble? I don't remember, but I don't think that this was. They're already slightly loose. Hmm. I don't think they were so tight that they would cause that. But man, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. It's, it,
0: that's the first thought that comes to my mind after after playing with synergy links for four years is. Um, it would get colder and the model would exhibit, uh, shake and hover and shake and forward flight. Um, but as soon as it warmed up, the model would smooth out. And then when I'd walk the model around, you could actually like feel it as, as I kind of walked the model
2: and swung it a little bit. So. Well, it may be, but I mean, yesterday was actually cooler probably than the last time I flew it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just. I, and I wasn't doing a lot of high speed stuff either, you know. I mean, other than just setting up for autos, you know, making, you know, coming around to get set up for an right. Auto. Yeah, So, I don't know. We're gonna fly it again this weekend, so hell
0: yeah. Yeah, it, if not, we got more ways to rust it for you.
2: <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, that, that's I had all my helis there, most of them, you know, all my big ones. And uh, dude, I like your camp, your your, your uh, trailer setup. It's nice. Thanks, man. It's getting there. It's definitely getting there. I've got to get some cabinets and stuff for some storage, but it's getting there.
1: Yeah, it looks really good. I like it.
2: It's comfortable, um, dude. You know, you know my thing with fun flies. I, I it's it's not, for me. It's not about the flying. For me, it's about the people and getting out and talking and learning and you know and helping if I can and you know it's it's about the people and the talking and you know what I mean. So and it's about the bread <laughs> you and know. the
1: pudding and. and
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, although and the talking I've been getting the talking I've been getting more people <laughs> dragging me out flying but I am um, that's another thing I'm going to work on at events this this next season is um, doing more flying at the events Um, we'll see what happens with uh, that but. hmm
0: yeah I mean some events I some events some events and some days I'll get a lot of flying and then there's other events where it's like zero flying oh, yeah. and uh, it yeah. It um, You
1: know, what's funny is, it, it, it's for me, at this event, it's like, I didn't get a single flight Saturday until, like, three o'clock, and then I got, like, one, and then didn't fly anything until, like, six, and then nighttime came around, and it's like, that's all I got my flight, flew everything at night, and then I little, got, like, ten flights
2: yeah. on the logo at night, it's like, damn. Yeah, I mean, I got there Wednesday night, and didn't fly at all Wednesday night, didn't oh, fly wow. Thursday. Thursday afternoon, I was going to fly. And then, um, I got, that was when the whole crack and nitro thing started and, uh, getting those pictures and videos and stuff posted and all of that took a little while. So I ended up not flying Thursday. Um, did I get a flight on Friday? I don't remember. Yeah. I already put it on my flight
0: tracker. So <laughs> I, I taken it out of memory and put it in somewhere in
2: another memory. Yeah. I'd have to look and see, um, I know I flew Saturday afternoon. Shaggy I flew once with you. Yep.
1: Yeah. We, uh, that, that was and Friday sort night. Sort of flew.
2: I couldn't see. That was Friday yeah, night. Yeah. Cause that, was that Friday yeah, night? Yeah. It
1: was Friday night. Friday night. Cause then Jay pulled out his nitro and I flew his, his nitro out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, um, <laughs> find it funny that Jay, Jay's literally like from now on, he's going to walk up to me and just hand me his ratings, like fly it. I'm like, oh, gosh, dude. <laughs> that's literally what he was saying. Yeah. He, man, he even said, like, Dude, you don't. I don't care. You, you, you know, I like you watch. I, I, I like watching you fly my, my, my shit. You can. I don't care if you grab the heli and grab the radio and go out somewhere and fly. It's like, you know, that's never gonna happen because you have a V control. I don't know how to turn the damn thing on. Pug <laughs> the heli in.
2: Oh, that's right. You did say that. And I think we're the only podcast that doesn't have, have a bunch of um, V controls. That's things. right.
1: None of us have one.
2: None of us fly V bar.
0: I got five kids. I'm not trying to prove oh. anything. <laughs>
2: Oh, there he goes.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we've converted down to Ugh. two Fatabas and two Jetties. There's more to life than cheap nope. plastic. Wow. Before, we had a mixed match. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cold-ass aluminum in the wintertime. Yeah, that's why you stick
3: it behind your jet, and now it's warm. That's not bad, man. I figured I'd poke the stick at the V-bar guys. I mean, you know, when there's that many of them around, you got to rattle them a little bit. <laughs> also, because... Sometimes you need a little bit of a yeah. pick-me-up when your gyro likes to fall apart.
0: <laughs> it's only the young ones that are doing that.
3: You're right, you're right. The old V-bars never fell apart.
1: Well, oh.
0: uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> Don't say that in front of me. Every, That's of of course, the one I had the problems with. Of
3: course, hold on now, because I know there's probably like a million V-bar guys getting ready to shank me. Do you know that I am never nice to anybody in particular?
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's no way we can get away from the Mowdown topic without Dapolo mentioning that he smashed someone. Oh, that's out. right.
2: Oh, oh yes. Jeez. I forgot about
1: that. Goblin kaboom.
3: That
1: felt so bad. <laughs> oh dude, I, I <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh man, I feel bad for Pickle.
1: I totally forgot about I that. I had the same ex- almost had the same experience where I was I was helping out Daniel with his six thirty and uh he had the battery tapped in, but they wasn't Velcroed in the bottom, so they slid out.
3: If, if I had like plowed that thing into the ground like a madman, I would have just pulled $300 out of my wallet and handed it to Pickleback. Like, Here, just go buy yourself a new frame. No big deal. But Joe even told me, it's like, well, it wasn't, it wasn't really your fault, dude. You were just flying it hard, and it exploded. I'm like, yeah, but I literally spent two minutes of Whipping it around, going through the checklists for tests, telling Mr. Uh, Pickerel oh man, this thing flies great. We only got to change a couple things now. I got the baseline tuned down, and then I got to watch the battery come flying out of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and he'd just come back in the hobby, but I mean, at the end of the day, Joe told me, and Pickle came up to me and was saying, like, well, it sucks, but that was the coolest helicopter crash I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you got a crash. yeah,
3: it, it was pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. like It was tick-tocking. I was trying to figure out how much D-gain I was going to need for the ailerons. We were doing tick-tocks like, like two feet off the ground, right in, in front center, as, uh, as quick as I can to see if I can get it to, to wobble. And I'm coming back towards us. And that's when I see the battery start to come loose. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And at this point, I realized, well, there's no real way out of this. We're too far over to roll. I can't stop it in time, so I'm going to have to use negative uh, collective to stop, and it exploded.
1: Yeah, I, I almost had the same experience, but luckily, the uh, battery connectors held the battery in just long enough
3: to flip it back over. Oh, dude, there, there was no holding this battery. That thing completely came flying oh,
1: over. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
3: I. So this is how I learned that uh, there's an old school. This is how the uh, the goblins used to do their battery trays. I'd never seen this. And this is apparently the reason they uh, do not use this anymore. So when pickle, pickle, well, pickle and Joe brought me the helicopter and put it in front of me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's all assembled and ready to go, right? And it looked like the battery strapped in. I pulled up on the batteries, you know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, they're not moving at all. So uh, OG Goblin people are gonna know exactly where this is going. They are probably thinking like, yep, it's the stupid things that hang off the front of the battery. Tree. I'm like, yeah, it's those two little prongs. Yep. So for people who don't know about this. So uh, the Goblin's got a little rod that goes across the front of the helicopter. And there's these two little metal tabs that hang down from the tray. You have to make sure that those are behind that rod and then strap the batteries down. Mm-hmm. And unless mm-hmm. you personally have experience with this, I doubt you're going to look for it. Especially if someone hands you a helicopter that's ready to go and you do your setup and it's ready to rock. And, uh, yeah, if you, you do enough Pyro TikTok stuff, it's going to explode. Yeah, it's a good feel.
1: Yeah, I... Dude, I, I can't I can't say how much that sucks like uh, i i can only imagine what you're feeling but it, it's a good the best thing about it is you know they were all cool with it. i mean yeah i mean there's nothing you could have done it's not your fault but it's still i know you know that, that that feeling though of like yeah but it wouldn't have done it if i wasn't doing this if it was done right or if i saw that it's like yeah. well, there's no way you could thing
3: is if it wasn't me it was gonna exactly be somebody else.
1: exactly right and, yeah. and that's and that's where that's where this okay um this whole thing goes where if someone lets you fly their model and you put it in, eh, you should you should cover it. Where if it's a mechanical failure, they should cover it. You know that that's where that. It, oh, we could no, prob-
3: dude, if I had plowed his helicopter, I was gonna hand him three hundred dollars yeah. bills right on the spot and be like, "Here, fix your shit." You know,
1: maybe we could probably t- discuss this in another episode one day. But yeah, that's that's kind of like you know, I, I I was flying like I was flying Scott Graham's heli, and he was telling me to go lower and stuff like that. I was like, "Dude, I'm not doing it because." If it goes in, I, I'm covering it. And he's like, no, I don't care. It's like, I'm going to cover it. I know this is getting on long, but I just want to I just want to uh, say one more thing about Moe Down before we can probably move it along unless you have any other things. But uh, last thing I want to say is I just want to give a... I mentioned earlier, but I want to give a big thanks to Rob and uh, Ben for helping me with my CGY setup on the logo. That thing is so much fun. <laughs> the, the heli flies... A lot better. I need the work. I, I still have some more tuning to work on, uh, but I know what to do now. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing. It's like it's not one of those things where I say like, yeah, I, and, and I have this last five percent that I need to do in tuning. I'll get to it. And I don't have a clue what I'm doing or what I need to do. Now I know what I need. I know what needs to be done, and I know how to do it. That's the biggest thing. But the model's different because it's. I'm not used to it still because the CGY it's just the way it flies. I love the way it flies. It's just... I'm not used to it yet. On what I want to do with it. So... uh, I still got to get a little used to it. uh, But the model is just... It's freaking crisp. And it's just... Dialed in. And of course... Also helps when you have... A really good ESC in there. (laughs) I mean the motor is a motor. But the ESC is... Holy shit. The gov is amazing. Um... Though I do like the whine of the pyro motors. I-, I like that. Like, when you get it at the right RPM, they give that-, that high-pitched whistle. I know that some people don't like it, but I really like it.
0: Yeah, I don't usually think about it, but there's a bunch of people like, your heli's making a lot of noise. I'm like, no, it's the sound of the motor. It's, it's just,
1: normal. yeah, it's, it's, it's the, like, cooling fans that are, the cooling ridges on
0: the... The KDE
1: motor whistle. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, I can usually hear it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah th- that model is... Um, it's flying really, really good. I, I like it a lot. and uh,
3: That's all I got to say, though, when it comes to KDE. I've had that motor since the first big Dude, you've bought. had that forever. The thing still has stupid specs compared to modern oh, stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: It was ahead of its time.
3: Uh, oh, dude, when those things came out, they blew everything else out of the water. It was just like basically VTech, yo. And now they still hold up. Oh,
1: yeah. They're a little heavier than normal, but I mean, you know, whatever. It has the power. Um,. Yeah, so the, the so I have to piss off my hobby wing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, I had a lot of fun with the logo. I flew it a lot. I even did a, uh, I did a night flight uh, Saturday night, and um, uh, I don't know his last name, so please help me out with his last name. But Patrick, finish the sentence, please. Patrick Haruski. Yes, is the there, one we about. there we go. There we go. Haruski. Uh, Patrick Haruski. Uh, he was, he, he's been like most of the event he was flying his logo 600 SE. And, uh, so I, I'm like, I'm next to go up there. And he's like, you next, you have to go up. It's like, yep. He's like, all right, I'll fly after you. And I was like, I looked at him I was like, dude, logo 600 tandem. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> so we walk up there. It was like, all right, we have no clue what we're doing. Let's get a, let's just like, all right, let's start off with, um, facing opposite directions. We'll pop up and then we'll start into a funnel. And then we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. So we literally did that. We just started doing this tandem. And then, then we started doing rainbows. And then like we started doing this one rainbow. Like halfway to the rainbow. It was like, all right, uh, TikTok in the middle. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay. And as soon as I stopped, it was like perfectly synced. I didn't know what I was doing until it clicked at the second. And we did like a rainbow with a, you know, a pause. And then kind of finished the rainbow there. It was a fun tandem. Um... Hmm. I am not good at doing tandems, but that was fun. Yep. Two Logo 600s, uh, an SX and an SE with the old edge blades. Um, And then Sunday morning, <laughs> woke up tired, and uh, first flight of the day was on the Logo. And I started with the front field and realized that sun's too freaking bright. So, because the, uh, the, the front field is facing towards the east, so there's the sun. So I went to the backfield, which is the west, and I finished my flight. I come in for a landing, and uh, I you know, hit throttle hole and I'm coming down, and I realize it's I'm seeing the blades, and it's coming too <laughs> far forward. It's like, well, let's... Shaggy tries to helicopter, Connor. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I need the bail. But was like, nope, nope, I can flare, I can flare, I can pull back on the elevator, and then BAM! <laughs> it hits the ground and the whole thing gets gets really shaky. And yeah. Uh blade the uh, one blade either uh lead or lagged too much and smack the boom. Like, well shit. Mm. Should have bailed.
2: <laughs> and so <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even think to bail on my crash yesterday or Sunday. Um, I, I should have. I really should've, but
1: uh I uh, so I I literally um I literally put it away and went back to bed. <laughs> and Then I got up, looked at my cell phone, looked at like different places I could buy the parts. It's like, oh crap, this store is out of stock. This store is out of stock, this part. Damn it. So I found all the parts at one the hobby store. I was going to make the order, but it's like $8 shipping for the boom. I was like, shit. I don't want to pay that. Because I broke the boom, obviously the blade, uh, and then the pitch slider, uh, for the tail. And... So asking around, because I have blades, uh, Scott Graham gave me a pitch slider from a big box of Logo 690 parts he had. So thank you, Scott. Uh, Offering him money, he wouldn't take it. I don't know. Uh, So I just needed a boom. And this surprised me. Dan Murnane had a 600 logo boom. I gave him the money for the boom and uh, uh, I put the heli back together and flew it again. Uh, I looked at the blades. Only one blade got struck, and it was at the top of the blade. So it was just the carbon that got damaged. It wasn't the structure of the blade. So I'm thinking, yeah, shit, Loctite 4070 on here? We're good to go. But I actually already have another set of those blades. I was like, Tyson, where are you? So I gave him the Tyson's like, oh, they're going on the slut. It's like, okay. <laughs> 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 They'll see about three more flights before they, in- they get to demise.
0: Nah, they'll see three more flights before they see some glue, and they'll see another ten flights Probably. afterwards. Ten to a hundred.
1: He still has those uh, SWE blades. I had. They had the same thing on them. So, like right, right where the bro- where the where the the um, crack Mart is on the carbon. I just I just put full. I just took a sharpie and put
2: full Sin Tyson. Marty, you want to start? So who's going to start?
0: Um, I'll start it. So main topic. Uh, this topic is on mentoring and learning. Uh, we were at Modown and we started talking about this. I don't know what, what caused us to get into this subject, but what got us to this topic is just the different ways, uh, we've ourselves have experienced learning and, um, way we've seen other people learn. Um,
1: I know how it started. It was freaking 1230 at night. It was late.
0: Yeah, it was, it was the hour when, when people start talking randomly and it makes some sense.
1: Yeah, and then you then you start talking about it, and then you get an idea.
0: Yeah, but uh, some different methods we've seen in learning when people are uh, you know learning or trying new stuff.
2: Um, yeah, how do you learn new stuff? How do you advance?
0: Yeah, we we'd come up with four of them that we'd seen and used ourselves. Uh, one of them is a, a heli school, so um, you, know, you can find various heli schools. Um, Another one is uh, find someone to mentor you with a buddy box. Uh, So you've seen uh, V-Control guys definitely like to use this one as V-Control is really easy to buddy box. So Mm -hmm. uh, find someone who knows the maneuver you like and uh, get a buddy box going. Uh, One I do often and you uh, kind of hear the guys talk about throughout episodes is coaching without a buddy box. Yes. So um, Yes.
1: Yes. I've had some experience with this. And actually, it's not a bad thing. It's actually really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a good one. That's uh, it's the third one. The fourth one, uh, DePaulo brought this one up. Uh, find a maneuver, um, research it, uh, perfect it in stages, uh, utilizing the sim, small helis, and then finally a big heli. Um, those are four different methods we found uh, school coaching with a, so uh, summary of it, that's a school coaching with a buddy box coaching without a buddy box and just find a maneuver and research it to death and then go practice it through, you know, your, your sections, of your fleet.
1: Now I got, actually, I got another one that, uh, what about a stick mover?
0: I think the stick mover would go under, would go under number four honestly yeah. just
1: go on your sim and turn the physics down to 20% right. and you'll figure it out yeah that that's what i was wondering cuz i mean the sick mover is is unique how you can you know see how a maneuver is done and then feel it and i think that's a cool that's, that's a unique way but yeah i agree with mike just you know turn the physics down kind of get the understanding of what you need to do okay a, a pyro flip and you need to hold the rotor down you need the, the 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 you know cycle or cycle the the cyclic and a stirring motion, and then move your collective up and down. That's how I did it.
2: Yeah, I, I think part of the research thing, like with, with Mike somebody I mean, on YouTube, you can just about do a YouTube search for any maneuver, and if you get the name right of the maneuver, you'll find a YouTube video that'll show you the stick oh, yes. movements and how to do it. Um, for the most part, for the major stuff, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's harder with things like transitions and mm-hmm. stuff, but I think for the maneuver itself. I think you can find that stuff not too difficultly, or not. Is that the word? Difficulty.
1: Yeah, stick maneuver The stick mover is a good option, but it's an expensive option. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I will tell you. Um, starting back with number one, Monty, and having having gone through every one of these methods this last year. Yeah. Um. You know, I did this. I did the uh, align school at Springfling. Mm-hmm. Yep. And. You know, of course, we use you know they utilize buddy boxes there, and but I will tell you this: I had more fun and was able. You know, the aligned school does a little different than a couple of the other ones. They're just you show up, and they basically say, "What are you working on? What do you want to work on?" And they evaluate your skill to make sure that you've got the skills you need to work on, you know, that you can do the maneuver you want to work on. You know, don't show up to do a pair flip if you can't hover upside down. Right. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they make sure that you've got the skills you need to be able to do what you're trying to learn and they evaluate your helicopter and make sure that your helicopter and stuff set up properly, which is part of this. Right. So, you know, they, they go through that little check with you and then it's all about what you're trying to do or what you want to learn. For me, it was backwards figure eights and, and funnels and, and, Man, we spent, I got, what, 23 flights in two days. And by the end of that, I was flying backwards in both directions and doing um, skids out, counterclockwise funnels, tail down. So um, it it was a lot of fun. And they have you on the buddy box. And I will tell you, if nothing else, the buddy box gives you balls. Because (laughs) when you got Ben Storick or Ron Riccio standing on your shoulder and you're trying to get around that bad spot in that funnel – and you got, you know, they're just standing there, ready to catch you. And trust me, they both caught me a bunch of times. Um, it just gives you the opportunity to try it without a lot of fear. And if your fear, like me, is crashing or putting it in, and it's not—I don't—fear is not the right word, but
0: hesitation. A lot of
2: hes- I mean, I'll, I'll go out to do something, and I just don't have the. You you say it all the time. Just can do it, right? <laughs> I, just can do it. Just do it. For some reason, I'll I'll come around the corner and be like, yeah, nope, No you know, in a funnel every freaking time I'd get to that last quarter, man, that last quarter where the skids come towards you, and I'd fall out of it every freaking time, every time. And if I didn't like, I'd take the oxy two out and try it, and I'd crash it, put the tail in dirt because yeah. it's only ten feet off the ground, right? But when you've got Ben saying on shoulder and he's like, he sees right away what you're doing wrong. And he's giving you commands like nose down, nose down, tail, 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 meaning I was put letting my tail fall to the right. And he's just like, tail, 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 nose down, nose down, nose down. You know what I mean? And then he gets you through that one spot. And then he's like, all right, you're good. And you fly it back around. The next time he comes around, he's like, nose down, nose down, no, tail, 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 you know, boom, and you're around. But and he's also there to catch you. So I learned a lot. And I will do that again. I, I had a lot of fun. And uh, those guys were awesome to work with. And the guys, you know, we had Ron Riccio and, and Ben Storick in our class. And um, I, had a, I had a blast. So I, I learned two things. I learned one, the school's a lot of fun. But the buddy box, I hadn't been on a buddy. I had buddy box other people with airplanes and been on a buddy box with airplanes. But I had never done it with a helicopter like that. And, um, you know, I fly jetty. And we had my, I set my jetties up so it's just a, it's not an on-off switch. It's a pressure switch so they have to hold the switch and he can let go and man it it works freaking awesome and i and i tell you i i have since i had you buddy box me one afternoon right yeah we did yeah um just because i get into a situation where i'm uncomfortable and i'll be like dude take this not that i'm expecting you to save me but it gives me balls you know so
0: Yeah, it's it's a mitigation for a risk of just absolutely, you know, smashing the model early and learning nothing as opposed to being able to have a chance to save it and then continue learning, not save it and go, oh, God, I'm scared. I'm not trying it again.
2: Buddy boxing is not for beginners only. Oh,
1: yeah. And and I will say uh, I personally feel more confident in a maneuver if i can do it in real life than on the simulator but the only thing that's holding me back is the risk of of smashing the model i can do yeah. a crap load of stuff on the simulator i can do i can do about a half of a pirouetting globe i mean i can i can do a lot i can't do that in real life i can't get the ends right but because it's just that back half you know where, where the model is pirouetting and it's coming down that scares me Cause I don't know mm-hmm. if I can pirouette out of it, you know, pirouette in the right direction and 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 get my collective just right where I can swoop swoop it back up. You know, am I gonna get too close to myself? Am I gonna get up close to the ground? It freaks me out. On Simulator, pff, I don't care. But you know, so if you have that l- slight safety in that in real life, it 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 makes a huge difference. It really does. And I've been doing maneuvers that never could you know imagine doing in real life. You know, that I can only do in the sim and in doing it in real life it helps a lot.
2: Now, have you noticed if with buddy boxing on maneuvers that you're talking about that are really advanced maneuvers, do you feel that you've got to have somebody that can actually do the maneuver buddy box you? Hmm. Or is it more to save you if you get out of whack? So like, you understand what yeah. I mean? It's like, because yeah, if you, if you, well, so if you have someone that actually can do the
1: maneuver, they, they know, they may know what it looks like, or, or they may know, like, if you are They know where you're going to screw up. Yeah, where you're going to screw up at. But I wouldn't think necessarily because as long as someone knows how the maneuver is supposed to be executed, they know where it's starting to go wrong. And Mm -hmm. they can save you from that. Um, So, yeah, I don't really.
0: They got to be able to track the model through the maneuver. And tracking the model through the maneuver means they know the maneuver.
1: So, a pirouetting globe. I know how that maneuver is done and I know how to track the maneuver. I don't necessarily know how to execute that maneuver myself, but I know how it's tracked and I know how to follow it.
2: Mm-hmm. But if I was, had you on a buddy box, I wouldn't be any help to you for that maneuver. Right. So I okay. couldn't save you. Well,
1: that, that's a completely different. Uh,
2: yeah. Different. Animal. Yeah.
1: Cause you know, like, so if I was, if I was buddy boxing someone that was trying to learn that maneuver, I know how it's executed but I may not be able to know how to do it because I'm not at that point yet. But I know how the maneuver is supposed to look oh, like. I
2: see what you're saying. I I,
1: I know how it. I, I know how to do it. I just I can't physically execute execute that maneuver properly. But I know what it's supposed to look like. I don't know. It
0: probably well, and and that it, that it gets kind of into another topic is, uh, you know, one of the friends I fly with knows the inputs and and even though he may not be able to fly this specific maneuver, he knows the inputs that need to be going into it and and he can coach through it, but I you know I don't think he would go, oh, yeah, you know, hand me the buddy box, i'll I'll sit there and back you up on it.
1: Right. overall, I think what I, you know the kind of summit of what you're what you were the question you're asking, I think it's easier to have or it's more confident to have someone the on the buddy box to uh at, to actually know the maneuver. And how to execute it mm-hmm. than if someone just knew the maneuver but didn't know how to execute it. So, yeah, I think it would be better to have someone that can do it, uh, that can save you better. Uh, mm-hmm. It would probably be more confident and inspiring uh, to have someone that actually knows how to do it properly. Right. I uh, Yeah, that that makes more sense now. Right. But very good question there.
2: Well, I know when I was talking with Ron, Ron Riccio after the school, he walks up to me. He probably doesn't want me to say this, but he walks up and he's like, man, thanks a lot. You got me thinking about what I couldn't do because, you know, I was flying basic maneuvers, right? I was – or basic orientation stuff, figure eights in both directions. We were ended up doing funnels in both directions, backwards funnels. I'm not sorry, not funnels, but backwards hurricanes in in both directions just because it come out of a figure eight. If you don't flip the other direction, it's a funnel, right? I mean, not a funnel, but a hurricane. So he was like, man, every time you went to the right, I realized – um i needed some practice in that direction <laughs> and i was like yeah. well cool i'm glad you didn't tell me that why we were flying <laughs> but he not that, <laughs> not that he didn't have me or anything he was good he, he caught me a lot of times so that wasn't the issue it was just it was funny how just him buddy boxing somebody else um saw where he thought he might have some shortcomings too so that was pretty cool
0: it's what's interesting in buddy boxing is so i buddy box a lot of new pilots is is how much lead do I give them mm-hmm. before I bail them out of trouble? Yeah. And and there's a certain point I found it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a few – there's many you can – I give them a lot of lead
2: right. and
0: they'll, I'll, I'll talk them back through bringing a model back in. Right. And then there's a few that – much more than, you know, two or three seconds out, the model is beyond their control. Yeah. And it's not its not helping them any to try and talk them back because they just don't have control of it. And their brain, their brain is vapor locking. And I just need to take control of it, calmly bring it back and let them reset their brain and go for it again.
2: Right. I know um, there was an instance, a couple of instances with Ben. Ben would let me go a lot farther than Ron did. Ron would see me start getting out of whack. And he'd kind of grab it, and it was awesome. And then Ben would let me go a little farther before he would grab it. And there were times Ben would grab it, and I didn't even realize he had grabbed it. There was one time, and I didn't realize it for a second or two, then he'd say, I've got it, you know what I mean? But there was one time where I was coming around, it was a backwards figure eight, and I was having trouble on skids in, or I'm sorry, it was, was that back corner of the figure eight, um where the tail of the helicopter is moving to the right as I'm coming back in towards the center. Yeah. I started losing it and I, I of course I'm fighting it to get it back. I had it back. I didn't know it. I literally thought he had taken it and he's like, You know, you're still flying, right? I literally was like, <laughs> Oh shit, okay, I guess I am. You know what I mean? So it was it was kinda of funny that way because he didn't say anything until he said, You know you still got it, right? I was like um <laughs> okay then i did save it you know what i mean so it was i i really enjoyed that process um yeah i i wish that todd bennett would come i would do his class um i know it's a different style
0: you know and that's that's something where uh, you know we have we have here a bit is when you're finding a coach or a mentor um You'll find that different people's uh, strategy on teaching works better with you. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking with a friend, uh, I was actually here in Modown, and he was like, dude, I I, I really just need someone to come up there and just start yelling at me to do things. And um, and, and, and that's not quite my style is to push people out of their comfort areas. Mm -hmm. I know when I watch people fly, I will like I'll see Shaggy or DePaulo doing uh, doing a, a counterclockwise funnel I'll be like do a clockwise funnel I mean it's quite clear you're you're skilled on it's quite clear you're skilled on you know counterclockwise Where's the clockwise funnel mm-hmm. go do it <laughs> um, whereas other other people will be like oh I see you doing funnels uh, now do pirouetting wedding funnels and after you're done with that, I want, you know, a waltz. And you're like, wow, dude, you're pushing it. And you're like, okay, how about that globe? You're like, and the people, and there's just pilots who go, like, okay, I'll go do it. And you're like, right. "Uh, that's not my style. And I know it's not my style. So it comes down to that person may need someone who's just going to push them into harder and harder stuff. Mm-hmm. And they find that they can do it. Um, and, and I think a lot of that goes into... When you're working with friends or people at a fun fly, you'll find that, you know, no fault of the other person it doesn't have to do with their skill. Uh, in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it has to do with just how they teach their personality and whether or not that's really matching for what you're trying to accomplish.
2: Yeah, you know, you pointed out something too. How friend, how much of a friend that person is, makes a difference because I will take from you and. When, when when you're standing behind the line and telling me to do something or Pudu is yeah. standing behind the line telling me to do something because Pudu drives me into more shit, um, <laughs> you know, I take it differently than if Ben Stork was standing next to me telling me to do something. And I don't mean differently in that, but your skills are different things. What I mean is because I know you're my friend and you're working with me all the time. Yeah. I, I know that we, we joke and stuff about crap all the time and yell at each other and stuff. It, you take that differently, I think, from somebody you're with all the time versus somebody that you're going to be with for a few days and you don't know really well. And that, you know, I mean, shit, you know, the first time I took off in front of Ben Storick, holy f***.
0: <laughs> you know what
2: I mean? It's like, dude, this is Ben Storick standing next to me. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I, I, I think I would sum it up, Rich, as it's how much trust you've given that person. Yeah, that's a good And one. And trust is earned through different ways. mm mm-hmm. uh, you know, competing at a world at a world level in 3D, um, competing at a national level, uh, being a hardcore smack pilot or just being some smooth flying pilot, being a guy who's got 20 years of experience. Um, right. You know, all those things earn different levels of trust, you know, without much of a relationship.
2: Right. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's a really good point because – I met Ben 10 minutes before the first time he saw me fly, right? Yep. Um, I knew you months before you probably, I saw you fly lots of times before you ever saw me fly. So. Yeah. You, you know, and plus we'd come become friends probably, I think before the time you'd probably seen me fly too much. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's. Yeah. You're right. And I think that really goes into that whole other topic of how you find a coach.
0: It does. You know what I mean? And, and,
2: and, you know, if you're, you know, we've got down in our list here about, you know, going into fun flies and you know, wh- one way to find that coach is a friend, right? Like sure my buddy, we fly together all the time. He drives me into, you know, he always has pushed me because puto's the kind of guy and I love him to death. You know, that, that he never goes out without a mission, meaning he doesn't, he rarely just goes out to fun fly. He goes out and says, okay, I am working on a pair wedding tech talk right now. You know what I mean? And I'll walk out and go, what are you working on? And I'll be like, well, I was just going to go fly. Uh, you know what I mean? But no, I mean, he'll come up behind me and be like, all right, flip it inverted. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Don't, you know what I mean? I really respond well to that kind of stuff and,
0: and uh, agree, you know, and,
2: and he's, he's a good friend. So, and I met him at the field. He showed up at the field. I saw him fly and went, holy shit. He's doing a pirouetting funnel inverted. This guy can fly. Right. Yep, yep. And yep. All, you know, all the plankers standing I'm going, oh, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. That's a pirouetting funnel. He's inverted. Mm-hmm. That's a stir. Dude, no, you don't get it. You know, that's – and uh, I was like, you don't realize, you know, they just see the helicopter going around and spinning. And I'm looking at it going, God, I can't think how I have to move my fingers to make that work. You know what I mean?
3: You really want to mess with your plankers? You slow things down, and they can start seeing what you're doing, and then they really shit bricks. <laughs>
2: but it's, you know what I mean? If you like, I knew right away, I was going to be able to learn from him. Plus we just got along well. You see um, that with
3: the 3d plankers though. like People yeah. will come out there and they'll do like crazy rifle rolls. And then you can tell the people who are controlling it versus I'm just holding the aileron and occasionally poking the rudder. Right. Someone goes right. out there. I don't know if you probably never met Tavis, but he used to come out hang out with Monty now a lot and a couple other folks. And, uh, he flies a forty-six percent airplane, like it's a big foamy. Never really goes more than like a foot above
0: the ground. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: that's a bit of, that's an exaggeration, but yeah, he stays low.
1: Mm. He flies in a box. Yeah, no higher than twenty feet uh-huh. at all.
0: Yes, no, he goes higher than twenty feet.
1: Very rarely, when there's a little tiny Yorkie chasing, yes. When
0: he's low, when he's low, he's within he's within you can walk out and touch it distance as far as height. But he takes up to sixty feet off the ends when he when he when he brings it back around and through.
1: He's low enough to rip the elevator off and duct tape it back together yes that's the one nice about airplanes you just keep putting packing tape on them. yeah that was also the plane <laughs> he dunked he dunk completely <laughs> into the Joe Null pond like three times in one year and all the yeah, wood is warped it finally fell apart yeah it kind of did you look inside all the wood is all warped and everything it's like damn <laughs> and that was and, and I, the thing okay. that was not held together Look, by Type
2: 47. Imagine if it was. Oh, shut up, Shaggy. Dude, we're pulling you in, dude. We're pulled in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think something to add to your point, Rich, is also in giving that trust is how much lack of trust you have. Uh, people at flies, they just want to see people crash, so they'll start yelling out stuff and be like, I'm not listening to you. All you wish on me is doom.
2: Yeah, but that's different than somebody's trying to help you learn, right? That's somebody's True. there. You're at the FunFly, they're trying to drive you to get lower, get better. What? That's a, a little different conversation, I think, but, you know, I mean – Cause there's plenty of that shit at every fun fly and it's awesome. You know what I mean? But it's, <laughs> it's, that's not where you're learning. Those are like, like, how much do we try to drag you guys? If, if you, if you are shaggy or whoever's flying, if we're not yelling at you to go lower, you know, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Don't,
1: let's just so, say, don't go to an RCHO event and expect to learn new stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know what? You say that, but any event. Is a good event to look, to yeah, meet people yeah. and have the opportunity to meet someone that could co- well it could coach you or mentor you to get you where you want to go. If you know, depending on what your goals are for flying, right, you're going to be looking for a different kind of mentor. You got um, a point. You got a point. For you know what I mean? Like I can't. I'm never going to be able to do Smack 3D. I'm not, I can't do it. I'm never going to be able to do it. I'm old. I'm my fingers are too slow. My eyes are too freaking bad. I'm never going to be able to do that kind of stuff, but I can freaking, I can do a TikTok. I can do it. You know what I mean? But I do want to be able to compete in F3C in sportsman class and maybe move up. Somebody that, you know, that can smack the shit out of a helicopter is not necessarily the guy that's going to be able to help me do that well. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the guy that can beat the shit out of a helicopter can certainly tell me, teach me how to, how to uh, flip a helicopter over and fly inverted. Yeah. Right? Because he's yes. had to do that himself. He can certainly help me with all my orientations. Right? He can certainly teach me to do a TikTok or a funnel. He's probably not going to be able to teach me how to do a candle with, you know, three backflips. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that one. <laughs> that right? one. So, candle,
0: candle with descending backflips. With backwards. descending yeah.
2: backflips. Right. So the kind of flying you want, what your motivation is for flying, what is, what? what you know, float your boat May tack, you know, you may, that may be the kind of person you're looking for as a mentor. That doesn't mean you don't have people to learn from that do it all and that fly different ways. It just means, you know, the guys that you tend to migrate to and and they're at every fun fly. Every fun fly we go to, we have guys that can beat the shit out of a helicopter and the guys that everybody else groans when they get up into the box and they're going to be there for half an hour. Right.
0: It right. you know we were we were exactly right and so we were we were talking about that availability, Rich, and, and one of those things that I, I kind of realized is, you know, as, as a person who's helped run flies and as a person who runs contests, mm-hmm. I wonder if it really stops me from making a sign-up list of you write down you know what it is you're trying to learn and someone can walk up and go I can teach that. Hey, where is this person?
2: It's a good idea.
0: It, and you can, you can go find them and, and, you know, introduce yourself and go, hey, uh, I hear you want to learn, you know, backwards figure eights. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey, you're looking to someone to evaluate your, you know, um, pirouetting loop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so you need someone to evaluate your pirouetting loop. And, you know, you can go find the person and, and say, hey, let's go look at it. Show me. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it was the end of. Dragonfly and I went out with the Oxy Two with with John and I was like, "Hey man, watch me do these Pura flips. Tell me something." And because I thought they were looking better, and John's like, "No, they still really look bad." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, fair enough." And and then um uh, uh he he gave me some tips and I went and tried harder and I actually finally started getting in a groove with it and it was you know I, I got into a groove with it for a moment mm-hmm. and um. You know, a lot of that one was was timing, but you know, I, I still think that you know, it'd be interesting to see if Funflies want to just make a sign up list to say, "Hey, I want to learn." You know, I'm, I'm looking to learn this or be evaluated on X or someone give me some tips on you know Z, right? Because you know, there's there's videos of of young blood going out there and doing an auto clinic, just you know, center line, put on a microphone, and I'm gonna go do autos, right? And people stop and watch, and then there's um. You know, I know amongst smaller groups of friends, you know, some will say, hey, I want to go do an auto or, uh, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to go do this maneuver. Watch my helicopter. Tell me what you see because I, I think I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a, a sign-up list of some sort of fun fly could be pretty useful. Could
2: be. Sure. Could be. And there's nothing to keep you from, and you and I have had this, we've all had this conversation, but it's like. If you see somebody at a fun fly that's got a helicopter you're interested in, can fly in the way you want to fly, or you're interested in the way they fly, go up and talk to them. Just (laughs) just freaking get off your ass and go talk to them because you're never going to meet them. Um, You never, you know, and don't just stand. Don't if you walk up and you just stand there and don't say anything. I have people walk up in my table and look at my helicopters or whatever and I'll be like, you know, what is it that, you know, I may say something like, "How you doing? <laughs> Hi, my name. Do you have an N7? Yeah. Do you have an, you know what I mean or whatever, try to get a conversation going. But if they just stand there and lean up against, you know, your your canopy and look at your helicopters and don't ever say anything, you're like, okay, should I be, you know what I mean? It's like, how <laughs> do you how do you approach that guy? Is that just just go up and talk to people? There isn't a There's no real douches in our, amongst our guys. You know what I mean? People are going to be happy to help you if they can. and uh, If you, you know. Agree. It's just freaking go do it. And you tell me that shit all the time. You know, Poodoo tells me that shit all the time. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and talk.
0: (laughs) I I agree. Go up, introduce yourself. Go up, hey, my name's. Uh, jack wagon know-it-all and right and uh i'm curious about this and you know you start a conversation and mm-hmm. you know perhaps you and perhaps you you don't get the one little tidbit you want to know and mm-hmm. you know the conversation is going to come to an end or something else uh queries more and you guys end up in an hour-long conversation
2: mm-hmm. or and or even you, longer
0: you might make a new friend you,
2: yeah. you know that's that raj ended up in at my field to help me set up my gasser Cause I walked yeah. up to him at, at Modown last year and had a conversation about his gassers and got interested. And I told him, look, if I've got one built by December, when you, he was going down 95 to go down to, uh, Florida to the, um, winter bash. And he's like, look, I got to come back up. I'll stop and we'll get you going, you know? So I oh, made nice. sure I had the helicopter ready for when he, f- you know, came back up 95 and he stopped for a day and we got it going. That's cool. I didn't know uh, that. But that's just, yeah, that's just a matter of, he and I talking. If I'd have never walked up, started talking to him about it, that would have never happened.
0: Yeah, and um, you'd probably be
1: still wondering, you scratching the head, like, "What the hell do I do?"
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a gas. Yeah, because I mean that
1: that's that's that would be my that would be my problem is like because I fly gas planes, but the tuning is still new to me. Like I've read the manuals and I'm like, how? So I'm still wrapping my head around. it's like, how do I know when it's too rich and too lean? It's not like a nitro at all. Nitros are easy.
2: No. Yeah, no, it's it's a different animal, and I needed to talk to somebody who knew about it, right? So, you know, you see the guy, you got the guy. It was so damn funny. I, this whole conversation started with him. I'm standing behind him, watching him fly, and I was like, he was doing autos, right? Because that's what Raj does. And I'm this is no shit, dude. I'm standing behind him. We're on the back field. It's toward, it's in the evening. The sun is going down, and it, you know it comes down on that side of the field on the back by the back field. Yep. And I said, Yeah, one of the things I really want to learn to do and you and I've had this conversation, mine is a looping auto, right? And what I'm talking mm-hmm. about by a looping auto, I'm talking about coming around, starting into the top of the loop, get at the top of the loop, hit the switch, and come out the backside. In my mind, that's a looping auto. Not in Raj's mind. Raj's mind, a looping auto, is you do a loop in an auto, right?
0: Yeah, hit th- hit throttle hold and then fly
2: a loop. And then do a loop. So he yep. says, Oh, you want to see a looping auto? I said, Yeah. So He's not super high. He's less than 100 feet, probably. He hits the switch, does a loop, and goes, oh, shit, I did that in the wrong direction. I did it downwind. Turns 90 degrees, does another looping auto, or does another loop. <laughs> then does another 90-degree turn. It comes in, lands in the opposite direction in against the air, or not against the wind, but with the wind, which is the opposite way he should have done it. But yeah. what I mean is he did two loops and two 90-degree turns in one auto. I went. What? <laughs> you know what I mean. So, um, and he didn't start at five thousand feet to do it, and um, I was like, all right, well, this is, you know, you talk to people who do what you want to do, right? So, yep, it was, you know, that started our conversation, and then, you know, hell, I started talking to him right after he won the auto contest at let that mow down that year. And I was like, damn! The I re- uh, the year before last, so the, yeah. not not this year, but last year's. They did that little auto contest over in the corner, and mm-hmm. that was when I actually started talking to them about gassers because gassers just have intrigued me for a long time, but they've always been big ass, heavy pigs, expensive, you know what I mean, smelly, all that crap, and they're just not like that anymore, and uh, or they don't have to be. So. But if my point is to the, our conversation is if I'd have never walked up to him, none of that would have ever happened.
0: agree. You know, I
2: would have never showed up at your contest if you and I hadn't started talking. And you yep. didn't walk up to me. So I don't mean that in a bad way. But I mean, I had to walk up to you because you didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, and we started talking over a fire barrel, if I remember right. It, it, um, RCHO. That's RCHO. And I think it's the first time I ever met you. And we started talking yeah. over the fire barrel, and then just one thing led to another. So,
1: the fire barrel with uh, the RCHO logo on it with the helicopter—it's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: with the helicopter in it. Sometimes.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Um, you know, it's it's <laughs> funny, and it's not too much of a tangent, but a little bit of it is. Is uh, my family would describe me as a shy kid growing up. Um, the Marine Corps absolutely beat that out of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was too until I talked to Monty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. St- I will start a conversation with darn near anyone because mm-hmm. um, you don't, you don't, you, you never know where a, a conversation can really go. It could, you know, they're, they're, it's a lot of fun. You get to meet people and, and see different ways of, of just different ways. Right. Um, but, Yeah. uh, That's the other thing is if you don't talk with a person, you may not realize what kind of opportunities you have to learn something. Like you said, Raja was coming up north and, you know, he'd meet you at the field on his way back. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect opportunity comes together.
2: Yeah. Um, And I mean, he offered that. I didn't ask him. Right. He's like, you know, we can get together. I got got to drive right because I'm right off 95. Right. In Fayetteville. So he literally drove, you know, 15 minutes out of his way to come and help me. I say 50 minutes out of his way because he took a whole day. So, no. He didn't, but I mean <laughs> off the road where he was already traveling. And had we never yep. struck up the conversation, none of that would have happened. And it was awesome. Yeah. Right?
0: Um, agree. Agree. Uh, I know people reach out to me and will say, hey, can we work together sometime on something? And I'm like, well, can you do a phone call? And you're like, well, yeah. I was like, well, I got time to do a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll, I'll talk to people when I'm driving uh, quite often because I spend uh, at minimum two hours a day on the road. Mm-hmm. I have time to talk on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, if it's things within my wheelhouse, things that I'm calm with, you know, I can, I can run through things through memory and All help right. on things. But, um, yeah, if you talk, start a conversation, you may not realize, you know, some of the opportunities available to you. Um, you know, not too far off this topic, but you know, it's, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, you want to get a job it's who, you know, Mm -hmm. so this hobby is full of tons of people who it's who, you know, and if you're looking for a specific piece of information, you may find that you ask a friend, you ask a friend, you're gonna, you'll find the information.
1: I mean, it's kind of how I started really hanging out with, uh, Mike and Rob was what started off with Rob and, and. And then, and then eventually it started to like, you know, it started with conversations in the field. And then eventually it ended up with, you know, going to this house and, and, and countless hours of, of going over my very first synergy model. And, you know, then having, you know, and also my first real gyro setup, which was a V bar. Like that was the first real gyro I ever bought. And, you know, where it requires computer programming and just not having a clue. And then, thing you know crashing the model because of a power failure and then rebuilding it with with him he came all the way to hod for a few hours to help me like look over the damage i'm sure it was for other things too but he came out that night saturday night and kind of helped me figure out exactly what it's going to you know go over the model and i'm sure he you know he went out there for you know the night flying and stuff like that but he went home that something you know late
0: I went there to pick up a canopy and my daughter was pressuring me. I was like, give me some time. I'm going to do some things. And yeah, I, I uh, of course
1: you ruined the moment, dude. I'm trying to give you praise for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 well, and that, it kind of brings me to a point in here when you find a mentor is make sure it's a win-win relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, outside research of this, um, people do things for selfish reasons. Um, um, but if the selfish reason could benefit others, then it's it's still still be selfish, but it still has a benefit to others. I went out there for a canopy. Uh, Shaggy had a question. I I could make time to do it. I, you know, it's not hurting me any, and I'm I'm still accomplishing my goal. So I was, I was happy to help Shaggy.
1: The big well, the, the biggest thing is uh, no, like that. And that's another thing about the whole like selfish thing is uh, you've done so much for me yet I can't figure out what to do in return. That's the problem. <laughs> and I try to find something in any little way possible because honestly, I don't think I would still be in this helicopter hobby if it wasn't for you. Like you've done so much that you know, keep me going. So, you know, I look at Rob as as my mentor when it comes to helicopters. Uh I've I you know, I had a I had a mentor when I was in the plane, you know, like you know, when, the, when I got the big gasters, I had a mentor, and 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 in, in bowling, when I when I did bowling, unfortunately, one of my mentors passed on, which uh, really was hard on me. But I I don't think I'll be in this hobby. I don't think I would have been in this helicopter hobby much longer if it wasn't for for Rob doing what he's been doing in and coaching me. So.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, and it's just a matter of finding that person for you, right? Oh
1: yeah, yes, you will find one.
2: Rob does it. he does it for yeah, a lot. You of You will
1: eventually find one if you're in it long enough, and you know it was—it it took me until my third year until I finally, you know, you know, started really knowing Rob more. Um, because believe me, the first time I met him, who, huh, who the hell is this guy?
0: <laughs> uh, it can be Ooh. rough on the ears.
1: No, but that—that's yeah, another thing. Because I, you know, like Robert saying, he, you know, he said he was a very shy guy. I, I was too. I was very sensitive, especially, especially after a tragic situation happened when my father lost his complete memory uh, due to a uh, an illness, uh, Lyme disease. So I was very, very sensitive and all that stuff. So you know, when you get this one guy that comes around and he's, he, you know, he's not taking any shit. It's like, eh, what the hell? But no I that that actually is what I needed. I didn't know that, but that's actually what I needed I needed that 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 um yeah, that's cool. what's what's the word what is that kicking the ass I needed a kick in the ass and boy, did he give it to me and and you know I look back to it now and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that
2: so oh, that's awesome that's that's awesome yeah thank you mm-hmm. thank you oh no uh, thank
1: you for 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 all of it uh i'm I, I'm at a point in my life where and also in this hobby, where you know I am I'm, I'm happy, I'm very happy with where I'm at and where I've come from. So mentors are are great to have, and there is everyone is will you know every there's always a mentor out there for someone. So you'll eventually find that person that can help you and everything. And you know, so another thing that just popped in my mind just now is how to get you know how to give you know how to give back how to. You know, give that thanks. You know, how to give in return uh what that mentor has done. I and actually just popped in my head, I think the best thing is to pass it on. Be a mentor to someone else.
2: hmm That's a good way to think about.
0: It. Yeah. Be a mentor to someone else is, is definitely is definitely a way. Um
2: you just remember how you've been treated and treat other people the mm-hmm. same way, you know?
0: Uh, you might want to try better. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: now we're not talking about Monty anymore. Well
1: so yeah, yeah. So True. you know, like Rob went out of his way on multiple occasions, uh whether it, it, it whether it has he had benefit to himself in, in some aspect or not. You know, there there is a point where he went out of his way to help help me in something. So just remember that and and, and so know that if you found someone that really needs that help and you can relate to it and you can help that person and you know, you can help that person, you know, try, try going a little bit further out of your way. Like that other person went for you to make sure they can get what they, the help they need to progress. Because I will say one of the best things, whether it's in the hobby or anything, is just seeing the smile on someone else's face when, when something clicks, where they finally get it, where they finally understand something. That's the best part right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When, when they, when they, when they almost just can't shut up about how, how perfect it was. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, it's like my, my, I mean, well, the E7 SE for me now that it's, you know, set up the way it's set up and the way the logo is now, it's like, holy crap. That's all I want to talk about now is, is, is how good they fly until you bring up the 2020 proposed maneuvers, then all that goes downhill.
2: <laughs> well, you know, ben, ben Stork actually told me, we were having a conversation about kind of this very thing about why he liked, you know, why he was doing the school. And he flat out told me, because I was like, dude, what you, you like buddy boxed a bunch of us old guys out here. And he's like, you know why? He goes, because when you did that funnel for the first time, the grin on your face was worth me flying out here for. And yeah. I mean, I have, that funnel was something that is just, eating my butt for a while. And it wasn't that other people couldn't help me do it. It was that I hadn't taken the time with somebody else to do it. And I had to sit home and come up with some things to work on in that class. Right. And I like, I didn't want to do a pair flip because I couldn't hover upside down. So what, what do I need to work on? I need to work on my fundamentals. And I, I say fundamentals, but my backward flying, my backward figure eights funnel. You know I mean? Those basic orientation maneuvers that everybody needs to learn to be able to do the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's what I told him when we tried to said, like, man, I just want to go out. I want to do backwards figure eights. I want to do this funnel really bad, you know? And um, he's like, all right, let's go do it. And he literally "He's like, the reason I like to do it is just that reason. Cause guys get it. And as soon as they get it, they get that big ass grin on their face and it goes, and that's worth flying out here for. And I was like, tells you a lot about that guy. Right. So, um, definitely, you know, and then I think Rob, you're the same way with people and, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. So
0: yeah, and i've I, I've seen all I've seen uh, almost everyone is almost everyone is is super nice and willing mm-hmm. to give back to the hobby because you can't get anywhere in RC helis without without someone giving you tips, tricks, or help, or
2: right, you <laughs> can't.
0: or prodding or goading or <laughs>
2: <laughs> at the right time. That's exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, it, it's hard to get anywhere with this hobby because, you know, you'll see a guy who just absolutely mucks it all up and and just pisses off everyone on an entire field, an entire event. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll do it real bad. And and that person doesn't usually last long in the hobby. They're, they're done after that because they burned all the bridges. No one wants to help them anymore. No one wants to go. That could be, you know, here's the tip for that. Or did you think about this?
2: Yeah, I know there was a guy that crashed at Moe Down and he threw his radio. And um, I just thought, how bad could that have been that you got to throw your radio? Mm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, what? I don't know. I guess that doesn't have anything to do with the topic, but.
0: It doesn't have much to do with the topic, but. You know, it's that whole.
2: You didn't see a lot of people running out to help him for some reason either. And I don't know. You know, I think all of us have. Oh, you know what? That's not even fair because lots of people feel different about how they crash, when they crash, where they crash, all that stuff. And uh,
0: yeah, I, I agree with all of it. I know when I was uh, when I was racing RC cars, and I was having nitro engine problems. That that stuff drove me to be the kind of person I don't want to be. Yeah, and and it was and in hindsight, it, it's um, it's interesting the drive is so strong to be successful but the way you're the the you know I was going about it or you may be going about it is so unsuccessful that it's just going to drive you to you know less success and and somehow you're gonna have to step back like I had a year it was 2018 No, it was, I don't remember it was like 2017 I was having a bad year just, just oh yeah Nothing that's was right. coming together and I was trying so hard and nothing was coming together
1: so many problems on the model and stuff. I think it was 2017.
0: It's, it's 2017, and in, in just nothing was coming together. It just, I had to sit back and, and figure out where I needed to fake the funk in order to get things together. But then in the end, uh, I finally got the opportunity, to happened to the Jamboree, to to work out the issue I was having in the model. And it wasn't an issue, it was issues. There was three separate things found. Mm. And they were all small, but they all compounded to create, you know, create just a behavior mm-hmm. that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so frustrating that it was like uh, another friend of mine ran to I mean, something similar. And he's like, because I, I remember when I was going through that, I was like, man, it, it, do I suck at this hobby that much? <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes you question just what the hell are you doing here when you just can't, like, I'm supposed to be good at this. I, I usually help others or. I can make this work, but you know, this isn't working. And, and yeah, usually you, a friend will help you out of those times and, and, you know, talk, you talk, you talk, you away from just crushing a model. Like, okay, time, to take it out back and just find a tree and beat this thing to death. Right.
2: And that person may not be somebody that you're real close with right when you're there. You know what I mean? It may be somebody else.
0: True. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Agree.
2: Okay. So I think, um, We've got this finding coaches thing we've kind of hit pretty well.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the other one is getting into small helis.
2: Yeah. And I think there, we got some different attitudes about this, but.
0: We did. It was interesting in the conversation. Uh, I was firmly on the screw
2: small helis uh, side. And I, as uh, me too, I still, you know, I know we've both come a long way going the other direction, but. I'm all for he- small helis. I still love my
1: big ones, but I'm all for <laughs> small helis. Depending on the size, though, it really does depend.
0: It does depend, and I, I think there's a couple of things that, that compound just how successful you can be in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is eyesight. If if uh, these small helis can do lots of things way faster than a big heli. Yeah. <laughs> And so they can they can quickly compound themselves and and all you do is smash the model in an unknown orientations and you're just sitting there puzzled like what did I do wrong cuz it was three maneuvers before it hit the ground and I don't know what happened. Right. There's that one but the other thing is we've come a long way since the original MCPX that when you know if 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 your name wasn't known throughout the world, trying to flip it upside down resulted in it, you know, blowing its tail out, shutting off its ESC, and smashing into the ground.
2: Right, right. <laughs>
0: um, you know, I, I listed a few models here that I've seen. I've seen myself and others uh, learn on um, the Goblin Fireball, the Oxy Two, the Gowie X3, and uh, the Blade 230. Those are four small models that are either been really resilient to crashing or inexpensive in crash parts mm-hmm. that, that I know between the four of us and friends I've seen fly very successfully to learn new stuff. Oh yeah in 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 that number four method of find a maneuver perfect it on the sim, perfect it on a small heli and then go do it yep. on a big heli yeah.
2: I have never been a small heli person ever. I yep. firmly believe if you'd have talked to me two years ago, I'd have said, go get a 500 or a 550 to get started. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that's just where I was at. I was like, I just don't believe small helis are stable enough to learn what you need to learn in orientations and stuff. That and I, I just didn't believe it. Yep. And then I got an oxy 2 and things changed, <laughs> and I, I that changed my mind completely because it's a small collective pitch helicopter that can teach you you know i mean it's sure it's fast as shit it doesn't have to be but
0: yeah it's a it's a fairly resilient airframe that is a decent price and crashing and you get a you get you know you don't put a full-size gyro on it but you're putting a you're putting a, a mini or a micro gyro on it but you're 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 using the same algorithm as the yeah, big hell i was gonna say
2: it's a full gyro though it's just a mini it's version. It's a full gyro. It. Yeah, and it's not
0: a compromised gyro. No,
2: it has – every the, the mini can do everything my full-size brains can do, right? So, yep. and you put that on, and then all of a sudden, you're not afraid to flop it upside down because if you put it in – Shit, I don't even think I've ever killed a set of blades on my Oxy-2. Rob has. And I have crashed it every freaking time I fly it just about. So I've destroyed it. You know, I mean, it's always a main gear. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about
1: your Oxy-2. I mean, maybe my Oxy-2, but it Rob destroyed the blades on hitting rocks.
0: <laughs> yeah I, yeah. i say next time you come to rcho we'll find the material we'll do it. for you <laughs> or rob can do it
2: but you know you know what i mean i mean yeah, it's that do, that, yeah. that particular model changed my mind yep um yep. the blade 230 i think is doing that for a lot of people yes, right is. now um the new blade yeah. 230 people yep. are liking that model to start people mm-hmm. out on and um you know to the point where i think that's my grandson's gonna get one for christmas oh awesome so you know, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about that right now. So, and he's seven, so I'm not sure yet if he's ready. But yeah. well, you know, well, I was anyway. going to say if
1: it, you know the 180 CFX may be too much because I was going to say if if you want to give him that, I'll give you all my 180 stuff.
2: Yeah, I've got some 180s, and I don't even like to fly those things. Um, <laughs> the 180 is fine, but that that thing's a little rocket ship, and it's a handful. I, I I can wait that to you know trying to fly an angry bumblebee. You know. It, compared to a blade 230 or an oxy two with the rates turned down you know um you know you fly a fireball shaggy and you fly the crap out of it and you crash all the time now we had a conversation about this the other night, and we were talking about this topic where you guys were a firm believer in the goblin you know the fireball being a great place to start mm-hmm. i just don't have experience with it like you do but i've seen you crash the shit out of it take it and set it back on the field and go fly it again oh yes many times
1: I mean Springfling. I, I crashed the thing three times at Springfling, and the worst of it was the blade, I went in the camper, put a new set of blades on there, went back out. And people are like, is that the same heli or is that a different one? It's like same one. And just flew it yeah, around. I,
2: yeah, I mean you even tried to you even tried to take out some beans. Oh, light. I did break my I'm rotor blade sure. actually. That's another I was gonna say I'm not sure that was the best option for that helicopter.
1: Yeah, I went Full deep into the beans, and then all of a sudden you hear a whistle. Like shit, um, I I I chipped I chipped the top uh, the tip of the rotor blade. But you know I knew if it if it would have been bad, like it would have it would have already exploded. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep it out right. far and do some hurricanes and finish off this minute left of the of the timer. Uh, right. And yeah, I looked at it and I was like, I can glue it back together.
0: I uh, you know it's just these small models, these small models, I mean, I've got one in my fleet and I was flying Shaggy's. I have my own that I need to finish up, but, um, you know, they, they, they make it easier oh, yes. to learn and, 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 uh, they, uh, they have come a long way since that original MCPX and right. how, and how resilient they are and just how capable they are. Right. Um, I, you know, I think minus four, full up auto rotations, the, the fireball is doing everything a big heli does when I watch shaggy fly. I don't, I don't know if a maneuver he can't do that. I don't know if a maneuver he can't be done besides like a full, full size, you know, like flipping auto. Right. I've seen guys do autos, but usually they tumble at the bottom, but the model's so goddamn resilient. They pick it up and go fly it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's something we said about, you know, uh, perfect on the sim, grab a small model, And perfect it there and then, you know, go grab your big model and go wow the crowd if if that's what you're trying to do or whatever it be.
2: Now, keep in mind, if you're listening, I mean, we're not talking about a mall model here. We're talking about these are real collective pitch helicopters (laughs) by major manufacturers, hobby-grade models that you can get parts for. And they're not necessarily cheap, right? Because to set up an Oxy-2 is going to set you back, you know, what it could cost you to get into a 450 or 500. You know what I mean? They're, they're not cheap helicopters. The Goblin's the same way. Um, the 230, what's a 230, about 300 bucks? Yeah, roughly that. Yeah, that's about as cheap as you're going to make it, you know, make a start for a real helicopter, Mm -hmm. I think. And, um, unless you do something used. And dude, you can get used Oxy 2s all day long. Um,
0: yeah, they, they are. They're, they're out (laughs) there, there.
2: And they're out there, and you can usually get a bunch of extra parts. And if you're flying an Oxy 2, you want all the extra parts you can get with it. Yep. um
0: yeah the 230 sv2 ready to fly with safe is 299.99 yeah
2: so you're not going to beat that is that with a radio or without a radio is that bind and fly or is that with a radio that's
0: with a radio bind and fly is 215 Yeah. So. and it's running the dxe transmitter which means it's not a computer radio but you know 300 bucks
2: 300 bucks to get out and get flying a helicopter that you're actually going to be able to learn yeah. on
0: 300 bucks for collective pitch uh, it'll do it'll do it'll it'll do it'll do tiktoks it'll do rainbows they're not going to be they're not going to be you know tight tiktoks it's not going to be like Ben Storick out there flying tiktoks but it's going to do all the stuff you'd want to learn with for 3D I think
2: wasn't Ben and, doing pair flips with it
0: Yeah it'll do pair flips. Yeah, that brushless motor on the back it's a it's a brushless tail motor Yeah it's 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 a, it's a small bit insane and yeah uh they gotten better yeah, we, we we yeah, you're right. Uh, you mentioned it. Yeah, Ben was Ben Ben Stark has video out there of him flying a new Align, mm-hmm. you know, small model that fits in this class. Right, right.
2: Yeah. So they're out there. They're just not as cheap as going to the mall and spending you know fifty bucks on one.
0: Yeah, because the big thing I look at on, on these small models is how much shepherding do I have to do of the model? Is it a complete handful where? Every second, you're like left, left, right, right, left, right, forward, forward, back, back, left, right, left, right. You just, you know, it just will not stop trying to rocket somewhere.
1: It's the cheat code on the Nintendo 64.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But some models are just an absolute handful and you're constantly shepherding them. Those are hard to learn with because all your brain cycles are being wasted on shepherding the model instead of flying a practice maneuver. Right. Whereas like, you know, the oxy, the gowie, the, the goblin, um, those models we've ex- had experience with, they don't require much shepherding and you can go out there and learn with them. And that is, that's valuable. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's it. That's the big thing is when you're not having to shepherd a model and waste all your brain cycle on, mm-hmm. just keep it upright. <laughs>
2: right. Right.
0: <laughs> learning, learning can commence.
2: Right. And every one of these models would go in a small bag that you could take to work and fly at lunch. Unless you work um, right next to Reagan yeah. uh, National Airport. <laughs> or next to Shannon Airport. Well, not my issue, but. <laughs> yeah, not your issue. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there's a real world thing there, but uh, it's not mine. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's a little soccer field right next to where I work, and I can go out there and fly the, Oxy, the Oxy-3 for that matter. I don't fly the Oxy-3, though, as much as I fly the Oxy-2.
0: Yeah, because I've actually thought about flying in the parking garage I'm in, but uh, my concern is I am surrounded by asphalt in all directions, <laughs> and when that thing goes in, she's going in. <laughs>
1: Smash, dang.
2: It, yeah, it might be more than just a main gear and a tail boom. Well, actually, uh, it'll be five or six flights on the tail boom before you actually have to replace it um, mm, or crashes. Yeah. But the skid marks ought to be awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I'll probably take out the blades, the links, the Everything. main gear. And,
2: you're digging uh, spindle yeah. main shaft.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there's concrete ceiling, concrete floor, concrete pillars, cars, concrete walls. If you're flying in a corner, I'm like, I've thought about it. I was like, I want to practice a little more than upright flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the small helis are really capable. FBL controllers have come a long ways mm-hmm. on these small helis, and a lot, you know, a few of them are very durable. A few of them are stupidly cheap. Right. Um. And they've come a long ways, and so you know we feel they're they're an option in here. You know, research a maneuver, what's required, perfect it on the sim, perfect it on a small heli, and go wow others on the big heli.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate recommending any of these for somebody to start on, particularly the blade and the oxy and the goblin. Um, I'm not familiar with the Galway. I've never, never flown or anything, but I know you guys have got experience. with it. Uh,
0: RCHO crew and and a few guys here in in Fredericksburg, yeah. um, they caught on with the Galway, and it's it's found to be a uh, very capable model. No mm-hmm. no no capability issues. It's 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 a 450. Right. Um. And it's it's stupidly durable, and the Galway parts are cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they come, you know. There's a plastic servo horn, a plastic servo horn kit, and the guys just carry around a package of 20 of them, and some landing gear, batteries, and shut up and fly. Shut mm-hmm. up and fly. Um, get the belt. You know, the belted model, the belted one's capable. And then, uh, you watch guys like Lincoln or DePaulo. They've got enough experience with it. They'll they'll go out and do autos with it. <laughs> i will go out and do autos with it. Um you're just like, are you, are you shitting me? Like, they're going out and doing autos with it. And you're like, okay. Ed, um, you know, capable model. It has all the capabilities. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. small models these days are
2: are definitely, you know, it's worth looking into. Yeah. I mean, I would still decide if they want to start with a 500 or a 550, go for it. Um, but at the same time we didn't have these options. Man, dude, when I started flying, it was a freaking Kyosho Concept 30 with foam blades. The freaking thing, yeah. yeah, the thing would eat itself every time you landed because the blades flex so bad. So I don't yeah, you know, whoops. I,
0: yeah. I don't want to go too far down it, but I've I've basically said that there's uh, come to my opinion that there's three ways there's there's three ways you can learn to fly. Uh, one way is you go by and build a big heli and find a mentor and have them buddy box you mm-hmm. through hovering yep. and then you're off on your own. Um, you go and buy and build the big heli and you just go out there and do it yourself.
2: That's going to be expensive.
0: And by big, I'm talking like f- five fifty. Mm hmm. Well, and and I'll qualify the expense in the end. The other one is uh, go to Horizon Hobbies website and buy their smallest tele. When you graduate, when you when you when you've when you've mastered that one, go buy their next biggest size and their next mm-hmm. biggest size, the next biggest size. And at some point, you're like, hmm, I want a five fifty, a six hundred, or seven hundred. I can't rationalize it with cost, but my feeling is, is between the three methods, you're probably going to pay the same price. <laughs> That's a good point. When you when you when you talk about, about buying way. six or seven blade helis and smashing them all, yeah, uh, and and rebuilding them, you're probably gonna end up buying a 700 in the end, right? You buy a 700 and you buy a 700 uh, right up front and just go out and smash it. Hey, you bought a lot of heli, you crash a lot of heli, okay. You get a buddy box, and I've, I've helped a few people through the buddy box method. They bought and built 700. I, I, I mentored them through some steps and reviewed it, and we go out there and buddy box, and then they're off on their own, and they learn. Uh, to be honest, the all three of the methods I've seen result in the same thing. Mm-hmm. It really depends upon the pilot. You know, one guy. You know, some guys they'll go through all the small helis of blade and get to the big stuff, and um, you know, all they can do is still hover, even though they got a big heli. Right. Or uh, those same guys, you know, you see them get the big heli and they're out there pure flipping in a year, and you're like, wow, right. you know, That's that's some drive. You learn fast, and then I've seen guys go with big helis, and you know, a year later they're pure flipping, and some guys go with big helis right up front, and all they do is still hover, and. Uh, neither one of the methods seem to have any control whether or not you're going to how successful you will be in the hobby. Uh, it just really comes right. down to your drive. Right. But it, it seems in the end you're going to spend the mo- mo- same amount of money. And I think that's about as far as I want to delve into that topic.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it's a good point. Because I know I spent my whole first year of flying, crashing, flying on Saturday till I crashed. Order parts from tower on Monday. Get the parts in Wednesday or Thursday. Put it back together Friday night go out and fly on saturday until i crashed and it didn't take long before i crashed and um you know until i went to a school and um took a class and he got me into forward flight and then it changed um but that was and that was 20 years ago or 30 years ago 25 years ago damn i'm aging myself
0: yeah, back in 2011 is when I finally came into collective pitch helicopters. I was flying fixed pitch and uh, coaxial, and um, I was flying it, smashing it, flying it, smashing it. It was a, it was a knockoff 450. Um, it was sold by Tower. It was the uh, what brand is that? sold by tower it was a copy of an original line 450 design head push pull bell cranks and everything on a 450 but um i, I was flying smashing flying smashing and i was like man I, I i'm not sure if this hobby's for me <laughs> and i, I yard selled the thing on the last flight um but uh the hobby shop told me there was a clinic in the area a school and um i signed up for the last minute and yeah that school is the primary reason i made it further or else i'd probably quit in 2011 mm-hmm. Um, I'd have probably quit in 2011.
2: Yeah, so we all have experience with that. So, you know, yeah, you know, Shaggy with a mentor, you and I with a school. Um,
0: yep. To Paula, brought up the m- learn the maneuver, master the sim, master the small heli, and go right. and go wow people the big heli.
2: Yeah, we haven't talked a lot about the sim tonight, but you know that plays a huge part in every bit of oh, this. Oh yes, for sure it does. You know, what I mean, get on the sim, practice on the sim play on the sim you know um get on the sim with your buddies if you want to you know what i mean and um you know it all. i'm helps.
0: starting to th- i'm starting to think as much time as we spend on the podcast we should probably fire up a shared room on the sim and start simming yeah. perhaps we could all get some value out of this and get some win-win out of all this <laughs> damn talking
2: one of the other podcasts was doing that they were actually having the
0: they were. I think they, they did a video. That was the sad thing is I wanted to listen to the content, but I couldn't sit there and watch a video. Yeah,
2: I couldn't watch them doing it. Well. They were basically just flying around, though, for the most part.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, because we've seen The Sims. Uh, I came to a conclusion, like, I, I remember I, I originally started out with the Phoenix simulator. Mm-hmm. And um, that simulator, I think, probably at the time between Real Flight and Phoenix, I think Phoenix – hovered better, hovered a helicopter better mm-hmm. and real flight flew better. Um, uh, I still fly real flight, but I haven't actually been on the SIM probably in a solid month or two. Um, I need to get back to it. No, actually it was probably just last month I was on the SIM. Yeah, I was busy practicing orientations, but, um, you know, it was interesting. I'd go I, – I would consider a maneuver – I was probably ready to go outside and do it if I could fly that maneuver in both sims because it was just that much different in flying a maneuver between those two sims. Mm-hmm. And the amount of input or, or correction or control was needed to do the maneuver
2: successfully. Yeah, depending on the models you're flying. I, I never could yep. get – Phoenix just drove me crazy. Yeah. And the interactions between – one thing that bothers me in the sim is the, how the helicopter interacts with the background. And if it looks like you're flying a sticker on the top of a fricking picture, then, you know, it it just, it drives me nuts. And I, Phoenix was very much like that. Yeah, the, uh, but it did hover and stuff. You could learn on it for sure.
0: Sure could. Or, or the other one is I'll try a maneuver on a couple different helicopters mm-hmm. in a sim. Yeah, um, I won't too. even tune them. But I see a lot of people, a lot of people are spending, I find they spend a fair amount of time tuning a model in the sim to fly like their own. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the model they sit there and fly and perfect the maneuver on. and.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really valuable if you've got the skill to do that.
0: I, I think so as well. Yeah.
2: AccuRC, it's really easy to do. You got to spend some time in in real flight to do that.
0: Um, I, I found I used a trick that um, I think Justin and Nick spoke about years ago on the RCL Nation podcast, and that was use a metronome. Yeah, and figure out how fast your model flips in real life, and then just go repeat that inside a real flight because you can you can tell it to flip or roll at you know right. two hundred and fifty degrees or or or, or, or piro it. 300 and, mm-hmm. and kind of what i found is i don't even bother the metronome anymore i just speed up slow it down until it feels right you know, close into area that i actually fly and
2: right. well, i think fly tuning and... a sim is probably another podcast
0: it is <laughs> but um definitely a sim uh last part of for flight academies or f- flight school's Um, I'm not too sure if Todd is still doing his school. I remember in the past you could go out to his place and learn if you wanted to do that. Right.
2: That was one of the options. I don't know if he's still doing it now or not.
0: I don't know either. Um and I know I haven't seen him travel around to do events. Last I heard he's been doing drone work and it's been keeping him real busy. Making him making him money.
2: Yeah, Spring Fling last year I was gonna take his class and he called and said he was doing a drone thing, he wasn't gonna be able to come. Yep, that's right. uh, And and then he was like, Well, I'm gonna come in the fall, and that was the last I heard. Yeah. So
0: um the Align Flight Academy, that's definitely one that's been active going Mm -hmm. around the US the last two years. And yeah, usually they have Ben or Alan, Zabo or
2: And they all they have several of the other team pilots that join in.
0: Yeah, local team pilots who come with them and aid in it. Um and that's that's great. Uh one of the great things about that one is um I know setting it up here locally for, for my club in years past is, uh, I'll get together and figure out who, what, what radios everyone has and then talk to everyone like, Hey, um, you know, you have a jetty. So is this other person, can you, you know, take turns with each other's jetties for buddy boxing? Mm-hmm. Cause the school didn't have a jetty in their, you know, in, in their possession. right And then like, you know, Ben Stork flies a Fataba. So if you fly a Fataba, well, Ben's radio can be the buddy box radio. He can... He can fly with you. Right. Um, same goes for guys, you know, the, the guys running around V-Control or Spectrum. So that was a nice part.
2: I actually bought a second jetty so I would have a buddy box. Yep. But I also had my iX-12 and they used that as a buddy box for all the, the guys that were doing Spectrum stuff. Um, yeah. So I had that spare radio, you know, just there and they all used it.
0: Um. What not everyone realizes, I carry around a, a buddy box radio for Fataba. Um, uh. Uh, T6KV2 So I can buddy box people I actually need to set my model up So I can buddy box people on my model again But um, Yeah, uh, it's definitely You know a flight academy, it's definitely worth it. Um, uh, you're going to get your value out of it. You can you can definitely screw it up and and have no point of why you're doing it, but know you can make yourself better. And that may not actually you know realize your goals or or you know be as good as you wanted to be. So it's good to have have an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish your goals. A lot as Rich has talked about. Yeah,
2: you just have your equipment ready to go, so you don't have to spend a lot of time freaking with shit while you're trying to learn. Oh,
0: that's a great point. You know,
2: I, and I tell you that happened during the class we had a couple of guys that had, had heli problems and they spent a lot of their time fixing stuff. Um, uh-huh. instead of fine, I got, I can't remember if it was 23 or 26 flights in, in two days with Ben and Ron, I think I had more than anybody else. Um, yeah, but you know, I fly synergy and it doesn't break every day and I fly jetty <laughs> and it doesn't break every day. Um,
0: yeah, I I know I've seen Todd 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 at some point just has to call it quits on some people's models and be like, "Dude, your model is is a failure. Um we're going to fly mine." Yeah. Because you're going to get some value out of this class because you have absolutely failed at your model.
2: Right. <laughs> we didn't have any of that, but we did have, you know, a couple of guys that had some problems, so yeah. You know, they didn't get as many flights in as they could have. And you're paying yeah. quite a bit of money for the school. And that's we haven't talked anything about cost. There it's not cheap but it's not expensive either compared to one crash
0: yeah you know what i mean if
2: i'm trying to learn a funnel and i'm scared to do it because i'm worried about crashing it the one crash that i'd have in that funnel would pay for the class yeah so you know if you think about it that way it's not that expensive
0: it's not um i i know in years past i, I mean i paid for a clinic back in 2011 i haven't Paid for many cents, but I also fly yeah. with a lot of guys and ask a lot of questions and learn some things. Right,
2: once you get to a certain point, I will tell you, I would have never walked up to Ben Stork and said, "Man, would you buddy box me for five minutes for a flight?" Would have never done it. <laughs> would have never done it. I yeah. would now. Yeah, um, yeah. I would now. Ron's. Ron has been on a buddy box with me since the class. So nice. you know what I mean. So yeah, I I tell you, I don't give a shit what people say. The Buddy Box is not just for beginners.
0: I agree. It's not. Uh, I know it's sensitive. It can be sensitive for some people based upon sponsorships, which means you may have to go do it in the – not the light of a fun fly. You may have to talk to someone and go do it, you know, the day before you – know, the Wednesday or Thursday before a fun fly starts or maybe after the fun fly has ended or, you know, find a friend and go, you know, go travel, you know. Go travel a hundred (laughs) miles.
2: I doubt that a line would give Ron shit because he helped me because I was using Jetty. (laughs) No. um, You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know a hell of a lot more about that than I do. See,
1: it gets to a point where someone is trying to help someone because they want them to stay in this hobby, not to try to sell them the brand they're flying for.
0: No, it's, it's not that's not quite what my point is. Uh in the end we we are
1: all, you know, we all all the all the different brands out there, they're all good, they all work. Everyone has a preference on what they like. Just go out find him fly.
0: Agree. Um agree. I more of my point was is it's a it's an appearance issue. Yeah, it's a perception yeah. issue. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, uh, if, 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 if you're some hotshot guy and then you, you know, you go out there and you're being buddy boxed by another hotshot guy trying to learn something, you know, the appearance, the perception, people like, oh, maybe, you ain't all that great of a pilot.
2: Well, that's, that's a different point than I thought you were going with.
0: Yeah, that's that's the point I was really meaning. To to your guys' point, I think we'll. I, I think there's something to be seen about like. Um, last year, I did a motorcycle safety course, and um, the every lesson had three three ways of teaching it. Was um, they would talk it through, and they would tell us a scenario, and they would they would talk it out. Um, they would teach us that method and then they would teach it in the method of they would go get on a, a motorcycle and they would show us just what they were talking about so we could see it. And then after that, um, they, we would get on the motorcycles and we would go do it while they watched us and they would critique us on how we did it and tell us to go do it again or, hey, you did it right. Uh, go ahead and take it back to the pits and power it off and you know we'll get started with the next lesson soon. <laughs> and And... I was an eye opener because, you know, uh, it's kind of like one of those, as you, you, many of us have heard is there's there's some who learn through uh, seeing it, through hearing about it, and then from doing it. And lots of people are like, oh, I learned through doing it. But when you do all three, uh, I found that it refined what I was trying to learn during each method of instruction for that same lesson. And I, I think that would go back down to... You know, you, you research a maneuver, and then you see how, how someone does the maneuver, and then you go out and do the maneuver and ask them to go, hey, how could I do this better? But uh, late.
2: Yeah, guys, I think we have, have covered this one. Maybe.
0: Maybe?
1: Basically, in summary,
2: I don't even know.
0: In summary, go make friends.
2: That's it. Talk to them. Just do go it. Go make friends. Just do Talk it. to it. them. Go talk to people. Meet, meet new people get a mentor
0: yeah
2: yeah learn just just do it i know it's hard just do it and uh be a social bitch
0: <laughs> be a social butterfly hey that sounds there, bad, you go. Eh?
2: there. <laughs> yeah don't be a bitch
0: be a social butterfly butterflies don't cause drama bitches but
2: do. then but then but then they get in the way
1: of 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 you driving and then splat right on your grill.
0: Mm, I wouldn't say they're in the way. That's their fault. No, 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 no problem for me. They
1: flap up, (sighs) down, down, side, side, back up, down, and then boom in your grill. (laughs) Or if it's really bad, they get their wings cut off by your antenna. Oh, that's terrible.
2: Okay, let's close this thing out.
0: Um, I was looking for a Gray Eagle comment... Oh, he just commented six minutes ago Huh So Six days ago He said Tell a tale of the Rotors in 700 Lots of eye movements for our Pondering If unknown lack response None will have Sometimes That's Sometimes is a word into a sentence All itself, new sentence It's symptom when over knowledge You have lots over-the-edge learning. Appreciation. Thanks to all who never say. Uh, Six hours ago, he wrote, Silence. Does this mean I landed on aliens? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Orbit. Much of mastery, I have language. Uh, Um. Yeah. Switch, close out. Um, check out the other great Heli podcasts Freefall RC podcast, BKRC podcast, The Heli Head Show. They've got themselves on iTunes now. Um, I've been listening to them the whole time. I listen to them today. Um, but they got themselves on iTunes now, yeah, along with Podbeam and Skids Up, who I see is now on iTunes, along with Podbeam as well. And then on rerun, RC Heli Hooligans, full pitch RC podcast, and RC Heli Nation. That's
1: another thing we saw those assholes at uh at, at um at Modan. Kevin, Steve, and Ed.
2: Yeah, I had a long conversation with Ed and those guys. Ed and Steve and.
0: Yeah, Steve and I didn't get to talk much. I talked to
2: Steve for a good amount,
1: and I, I talked to Kevin a lot at the event. And it did I did with Ed as well. I you you and you and uh you Rich and Ed were like sitting next to each other Saturday night watching the event or the flying.
2: Yeah, I was sitting next to yeah. next to Ed watching the night flying. Yeah. yeah. We had a good long conversation. Yeah. I
1: had a lot of good talks yeah. with uh with, with with all three of those guys. Um a lot of good things. Yeah.
2: Wish they'd start their stuff
1: back up. I really wish Ed and Walt would do it Lagoon, again. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, Stephen, and, yeah. and, and Kevin. You know, I'm glad they made it. Uh, I didn't think they were honestly, uh,
2: but I'm glad they did. And yeah, I, yeah, they showed up for Saturday. Yeah, a good time they said. Yeah,
0: yeah. I said hi to Kevin once and uh in passing, really quick, and then uh, Steve, I I had a you know we had a few words. I told him he was beating sweet on us <laughs> over here at Teller well, um, They
2: had quite a bit of little about us in the last show.
0: Yeah, they're being sweet on us. Yeah, yeah Go back to hating us. It makes it easier. Oh, jeez. Oh, please,
2: no. <laughs> now, wait a minute. They said they liked me. Yeah. I think they said they liked me. They, they, liked oh, they you. said they liked you. Yeah. So you're doing something wrong. So, no shots over the bow. You, you're doing something wrong, Rich. No, no we've, we've always
0: been friendly to one another. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only in kidding, I say. Go back to hating <laughs> each other. <laughs> um. now B uh, Bert and Kyle got a show out sounds like they uh, they got themselves some vacation and uh, they're uh, trying to find the will to
2: get started back up
0: Yeah, to flying helis more again and yeah I, I hear I, I completely understand with where they're at I, yep. I working in IT for a living and I think now I'm going on 20 years of being paid for the job uh if you told me I could go drive a bus and my family would still be supported, I'd probably go do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm tired of fighting with people in my job. It's just—it's not like a—it's just—it's just tiring. It's—it yeah. it's, takes effort to get up.
2: Yeah, it's a t- yeah. can be a tough one.
0: Um, please comment on iTunes and Podbean. Help others find the show. Uh. We'll have to do something someday soon, some sort of contest.
2: Yeah, we need, we need to do something. I was surprised at the downloads. for the, Oh, we talk about that later. Keep going.
1: Oh, no. I, I, I think I knew what you were going to get at, and I kind of think we should mention it, but the uh, episode four, Fly Barless Units, just hit 2,000 downloads. Wow. Holy crap.
0: Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. That is good. That's good. Upcoming events we are attending. I'm going to mention Heli Extravaganza October 9th through 13th, but I know we won't make it out in time. Uh, Next event is Wayne Miniature Aeronautics in Goldsboro. That is October 19 and 20. Um, The next one is the Triple Creek RC, TCRC, Fall Heli Classic in Riverview, Florida, October 26 and 27. That is a fun fly and contest all in one. Um, I'll be going there rich i think you're talking about going there
2: i'm talking about going we'll see how i feel after wayne yeah yeah because we've had three in a row so wow yeah you do yeah wow yeah and that's that's a haul that's a bigger haul for you than it is for me but it's it's a trip
0: um it is but i now have hittle with me so Ah. he's coming with me in all three we'll be splitting the splitting the cost and driving on the minivan oh that'll be cool yep um and then the last one here is the RC Heli's Only, RCHO Fall Pool Fest in Knightsdale, North Carolina, November 8 through 10, which is a holiday weekend. Um, I'll probably do a day trip for that one. Um, I've been taking my son to more events, so I think I'm going to bring him to Goldsboro and uh, the kids can play together. And I think I'll probably bring him to Knightsdale. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to take him to – he'll definitely be in Goldsboro. Austin will be. Yeah. We're yeah. going to bring an aer- his airplane, let him fly it and – uh, we'll do it on cool. the backfield. Yep. And, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: If, if there's room, Monty, maybe I can go with you on the Goldsboro or the uh, RCHO. On maybe we can make it a day trip. But if not, I can understand.
0: Mm, possible. Uh, Hiddle's got no plans for that one. Where Hiddle and I are only planned out for Extravaganza, uh, Goldsboro, and Florida. You know, Fall Hill Classic. Yeah,
1: RCHO uh, is the next one I'm going to go to. I'm not going to any others. I just got. I got so many things I got to do. You know, eh, life.
0: Um, I will say one other thing before I close this out, actually two. one CR 2019 heli calendar. Um, that's where we put events up. You can find us at, but another part of this is if you're looking for links in the show notes. So if you're doing this through iTunes, open, uh, go ahead and put your thumb or thumb on your, on your phone, and have it recognize you or put your face up to it and make that ugly grin you do every time you log in. And, uh. Uh, flip your, you know, scroll down and you're going to find links to things that we consider linkable for show notes. So whether you want to contact us, uh, see the calendar for events, or for example, in the last one, you want to go see the spreadsheet of all the models for the 700 comparison. Yeah. That's where we put links at. Um, I've got links every episode. Almost every episode usually has beyond just how to contact us links. Uh, stuff we considered important enough to, you know, share with you guys. Um, so definitely scroll down. Yeah, it's, you know, you'll see it in the Podbean. If you go look in their app, you'll see it there. If you go look at iTunes, scroll down. I don't know how it looks on the uh, Android devices, but I'm pretty sure it's visible there. Um pass that thank you to all the listeners hopefully see you on the field and uh do not be afraid to stand there for a moment longer than needed so you get your turn to say hi oh to me yes and uh take more of my time uh <laughs> i am more upset that you do not say hi to me same here um and i'm sorry you have to wait yeah
1: slap us in the face say hey i like you
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> hi
1: <laughs> or or i hate you i don't, I don't care either way
0: yeah, let us know. No, I'm. Uh, there's people out there we've spoken with, and you realize that a lot of the conversations I have on the field are impetus for a show topic, whether it's auto rotations, uh, auto rotations, learning, um, just just those those things. Just they go to show topic So have a conversation.
1: Right, exactly.
0: You'll get you'll get more out of it. Right on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, uh, time to bed. Good night. Good night, everyone. Scott Graham, El Presidente, 2020. All right. See you later. Holy crap, this is a long one. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we enjoy taking the time to make them. If you have any questions regarding the show, such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor.com At gmail.com or on Facebook, search Tellerator. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the field.
0: Welcome to the bloopers for this episode recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy
2: Have you guys ever been in that shower room it's it up there at that field and have the breaker go? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sunday morning, let me tell you it gets fing <laughs> dark in here. And guess what? The water goes off and you're half lathered up.
1: Yeah, oh, and the thing about that is it's not a um there's no water there's not there's no hot water tank. It's one of those instant hot water tanks. So it's just the water goes through this little tiny coil, heats up
2: real quick and goes down. So Yeah, and that's fine except it comes out cold first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You got- for just a second and then it heats right back up. But I'm sitting there for like ten minutes going, When the f is somebody gonna realize the breaker's Because somebody had to have blown it, so they had to know.
3: What it Starfield? So.
2: Yeah. Oh. It was Sunday morning when I was taking a shower to get out of town. And uh, I, was sitting there going, I was literally just about to get out of the shower and open the door and yell at somebody. Or, you know what I mean? Try to figure out a way to get the breaker set when it came back on. But it's fucking dark in that room.
3: Oh, the other thing is, too, that uh, I think we changed it. But for a while there, the damn things would just turn off on you because Casey and I had forgotten to set the timer on those.
2: Oh, that's right. Uh, this this one came back on, but it took a few minutes. Oh well, no,
0: no. no, I don't think it popped. There's, you're right. There's an internal timer. The the no yeah. There's an there's there's a motion switch in there, and when it ah. doesn't, if you if you're in the shower for more than ten minutes, it shuts off the light and it also shuts off the water.
2: Okay, and that makes total sense because I was literally told you I was opening the curtain.
0: Yep, to, and you'd open the curtain, and it would finally see your motion, and everything would turn back on. Yeah, off. I
3: was probably in there for more than 10 minutes <laughs> then. So, you got to manu- yeah. have to manually turn the switch on, and it won't do that for you. It'll stay on for like an hour then. Uh, I was ready to blame somebody. That would have been pretty simple. But you're right.
2: As soon as I opened the curtain, it came back on. Yeah. You probably yeah. heard a click and everything too, right? Yeah, probably. I don't remember. I was like, oh, shit, it just came back on. It was cold right away.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's good to know. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, we installed all that
3: stuff, so if someone left the water running or some other crap, we wouldn't fill all the stepping
2: tank up. That's awesome. It would have been. That means all the showers I've taken up there in the last two years, I've never taken more than one than ten minutes. Yeah,
3: or you farted so hard that the shower curtain moved.
2: (laughs) Hey, you don't know what I do in the shower. Oh shit!
3: The wall says otherwise.
1: Not, I'm not shaking your hand anymore. <laughs> All right. Main topic. We could it.
2: easily cover more than 45 minutes in this, so we need to right, We out.
1: need to talk about. We need to oh. say main topic so I can I
2: know where the. Sh- Shut Sh- up! No. No. Drag this shit out. No. no. Dude, you're not the only one that can freaking yell! Damn, I just. Damn, Rich. I've never heard
3: you do that before.
2: <laughs> you hurt my
1: ears. <laughs> Alright, main topic. Let's talk about it.
0: You hear that, DePaulo? Shaggy Shaggy's only but like one step away from starting to draw penises no. on things. No! It's
2: gonna happen? I,
0: I'm cutting that shit out. I mean, he's drawing nitro pipes on the side of helis. He's just like one step away from drawing penises on things. Hey, I'm,
3: I'm still standing by my argument about the same one that... Uh, Terminal Lance has when it comes to female Marines? I don't remember. Alright, so slight tangent to the military folks here. Anyone who's been to a military base port-a-shitter has walked in there and seen the cacophony of penises everywhere. It's a thing. I've never been to a military base port shooter. It is not covered in just like the uh, Sistine Chapel of penises. So, women have been in the Marine Corps for some time now. And I have yet To meet a marine who, if I hand them a sharpie, can't go in there and not draw something. Alright? And (laughs) I have never seen a vagina on the inside of one of these porta shitters. So that leaves me with two conclusions. That female marines can go in there and not draw a damn thing, or they too must draw dicks. And since I refuse to accept the former, I must (laughs) accept the latter. I mean, Terminal Lance's logic is pretty bulletproof on that one, if you ask me.
0: <laughs> Lance Corporal Underground knows what's going on. I feel like
3: you guys are terrible, Michael and Rich. Just here, like you people, something's wrong with you too.
1: Exactly. You sure you want to be a part of this, Rich? This is what happens beyond the this. This is what
3: happens in the car rides down. I'm, I'm sad that we've never really captive audienced Shaggy like we wanted to.
0: Yeah. yeah he- refuses to go to events. Responsibilities, man. I
3: wonder if it'll be better than what we did when we had a Navy officer in the car with us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
2: I think, I was going to say, I think I saw Ben doing bin flips with
1: it. I'm sorry, what? Ben flips with it. What?
2: I saw Ben doing bin flips with
1: it. You saw Ben doing bin flips. What the f-